for all my people out there that got a job. Welcome back to another episode of Bree the Black Sheep. I'm your host, Bree the Black Sheep, the Black Bachelorette, self-proclaimed, because I don't want these niggas, these niggas want me. And here with us, I have Trey, who does a lot of shit, a creative, multifaceted, okay? Hey, um, And before we start, I have to test your black card, okay? Let's uh, see. <laughs> let's go. If you can survive this. And before we begin, let me just describe to people who are playing discretion, which I know people who have already listened to this podcast know what this game is. It's basically the black taboo. I'm trying to get you to say a word without saying the other words on here. Um, okay. So it's, it is hard. It's harder for me okay, wait, than me it may cheat, be for you. Yeah, I'm also from Miami. Okay. Okay. Real quick. Are you ready? Okay. I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's go. Cesar, to put two minutes on the clock. Let's go. Okay, this is a black game that people play all the time. Um, you throw down on the, the table, it gets Spades, heated. Dominoes. Okay, got it. Um, what two black males do when they see each other, they give each other. Yeah. Yes. Um, what what you are a part of. We are all a part of this in New York, LGBT. It's a it's community. Yes. Uh shoddy rock to the beat for your boy. T-Pain? No, who sings that? Shawty is a 10. He cheated on Christina Oh, oh um, the dream. My yes. bad. Damn. Um, this is what we... Mm, we worship to this type of music. I can say that. Gospel? Yes. Okay. okay, Virgos. They are this. When, Organized. No, chaotic, they just... Um, uh, meticulous, no, nitpicky. I'm uh, describing my mom no, and grandma. Sorry. Okay, and they're um, all them things, but they just kind of... Don't fuck with people. They really come Stand at you. Controlling. Like, they just straight up, when people just just be... Argumentative. <laughs> oh, I'm going to skip it. I'm going to skip it. I'm not Sorry, Mom, job. Nana. Okay. Rest in peace, Titi Ray. Uh, blank and jelly. Peanut butter. Yes. Uh, it's a type of thing that you listen to. It's kind of like Bob Marley. Reggae. Yes. Uh... All the fights be breaking out, and if the cook outside ain't got a cigarette in his mouth, we ain't going. What? Okay. <laughs> is it too black? Is it? That is uh, so. You eat there, and it's it's a soul food restaurant. Yeah, uh, it's kind Caribbean of. Restaurant? But niggas be fighting like is it's, it's everyone go in the middle of the night. Oh, okay. the, the uh, diner. No. Okay. Okay. I have Waffle House. Mm. Oh, Waffle House. Waffle House. You got it. Okay. This is like. <laughs> The, oh, we ran out of time. We ran out of, okay, we we get these on our fingers. It's calluses. Long, long uh, black women do it. Oh, uh, acrylic. Yeah. Yeah. I'm proud of that. Period. Okay. Period. Yeah. Wait. Stop. If the cigarette, hold up, run that back. Okay, if the house, chef doesn't, if the chef ain't outside smoking with a cigarette. We ain't going. The food is not I, good. We have never heard Are a description like that, but it clicked eventually. Obviously, it clicked. But I'm like, the goddamn what don't got a what in the what? Virgos are haters. Yeah, I literally that, started describing you, that, my my dear family you, member. They, I'm like, I don't know how to get you to say haters. I couldn't Damn, say this. I'm like, rude, antagonistic. Like they I'm are the worst. Listen, yeah, I was raised by Virgos. Worst. I was raised I, okay. by Virgos. I have to tell this story real quick because we we're about to talk about how our week has been, and let me just tell you, I'm queer, right? I'm gay, but I just decided to go have sex with this man and I shouldn't have. And when I got there, first of all, he paid for a hundred dollar lift for me. And that is the only reason why I took my ass over there. Is he a Virgo? He, okay. So I got there and he had lit candles everywhere. First of all, 
it felt performative. And he looked like oh, a light-skinned version like, of Party Next Door. This is very nice. I'm about, I'm about to get there. <laughs> he looked like a light-skinned version of Party Next Door. He I, so he was light-skinned. I was already a, a red flag. <laughs> and he was so weird and, like, controlling in these little ways. I was like, are you a Virgo? And he would not tell me. I asked him 20 times that night because his energy was weird. Because if he had told me, I would have left. First of all, it's giving. It was horrible. It was just a terrible night. I was not wet. I didn't want to have sex because he just was being weird. No. Yes. I, I hate that up, for you. I hate that. Just the fact that I decided to have sex with men. I was telling my mama because she was like, get off your birth control. You're not even having sex with men. And I'm like, I didn't well, have actually, sex with a man. And, and literally, she was so shook. She's like, You did Why? the Kiki Palmer, like, the gag is. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, Why did I do this? And it was terrible. I wanted like to say, Oh, wait, the sex is always the sex, bad was bad he was so big i wasn't wet i so i told him i want to stop and he got mad he got so mad he wouldn't pay for my lift home the lift there was a hundred dollars the lift home was ten dollars and he refused what? i said are you i said you know what i already On know this? you a virgo because i met you before and you don't remember and he was like well i am a virgo when did you meet i said i never met you nigga but i knew he was lying I knew your ass was a Virgo because why wouldn't you? You know what? You gotta drive that point home. I gotta say what I'm gonna say just to get the information out of you. Okay. Why was it 110 back? I'm just wondering. It was I came from Manhattan. I was in like deep part of Manhattan. It was 100 there, but he lived close to me, so it was 10. Oh, I got you. Okay. I was like, damn, Uber is wild or Lyft, whoever is wilding. It was. It is wilding. It was. It was 90 something dollars. So I was like, you know what? I'll take the train into town and meet you. And he was like, no, I want you to come right now. I'll pay for the Lyft. That's giving Virgo. I'm sorry. I was raised by Virgos and truly, you know, the great, I, I probably turned out the way I did because of them. Listen, but they also, get shit done. Yeah. But they, my mom is very supportive of everything I do and she'll probably listen to this. So love you, mom. <laughs> but we be we having love this. You, okay? I be dragging her all the time. Be we like, love a healed Virgo. Yeah, I don't know. But anyways, it was terrible. Thank you for sharing that, though. I'm okay. sorry that the sex was not spectacular in the voice of Keely. And if you don't know that song, look it up. The Sex Was Spectacular by Keely from 3LW. The Prom with This, Prom with This? Yes. <laughs> yes, Prom with This, Prom with This. I don't know. She had her own career. She didn't. <laughs> and didn't. But, you know, listen to it. Listen to the song one day. Just, just go ahead. Yeah. So how was your week? I hope it was better than that shit. Um, <laughs> it was actually. I'm like, damn. Now that that's the where I'm comparing okay. it to. The floor is on. No, the bar is um, on the ground. My week was was okay. Like coming off of Thanksgiving, I went to New Orleans with my partner's family. Ooh, okay. Well, my partner's from there, so we went to her family, and um, it was a nice time. Nice, like five days there, very relaxed, chilling, and then coming back to the city after we've been away for a little while. It's always just like, what the hell is going on? You know, mm -hmm. walk to the bodega and be like, oh, so y'all still out of my shit. Y'all ain't got no oat milk. Like, you know, you just get right back into it. So I think it's been an interesting. I've had an interesting week. I'll say that. Was it a good little vacation? Like it was just good to unwind? Yeah, it was. It was good because like I don't really like. I don't like having like uh uh, this is also why I clash with Virgos. I don't like having like a set thing of things to do. <laughs> and my partner and I just flow that way. Like Good. we literally just like wake up and we're like, do you want to do something? No. If Oh, you want to go watch a movie? Oh, you want to like, and we kind of just take it that way. And even when we're on vacation, vacation, we do the same thing. So I like that because in New York, I feel like my life is more structured, more like got to do this, got to. So when I'm on vacation, I don't need no itinerary. Like maybe I'm, that's not true. If I'm trying to see some vacation. shit. But yeah, like I'm not Relax. trying to be like rushed around and like get up by 930. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I liked that out of this trip. I have had trips where I'm like, no, let's get the hell up, you know? But no, not this one. I was, Good. It was great. Did you party? 
Um, no, we went out and got kind of drunk, but not party party. Ooh. So yeah, no, we were definitely drunk. Like bars or, or clubs? Yeah, we went to two bars. Yeah. So like, since she has like friends from there and stuff, they like tell us where to hang out. We went to this really nice rooftop bar that like overlooked Ooh. New Orleans. It was so like, that shit was nice. We kind of got, we got some free drinks. We were good or whatever. And then we went to another spot. Little lit, little tipsy situation. Um, and the music's good there. So like, it was just, I think yeah. It's amazing it was, in New Orleans. Yeah. I love bounce music. And I don't know if I'm losing my hearing now because I host a party, but <laughs> I was like, this music don't seem as loud as Brooklyn. I was in there wow. like, <laughs> turn it up. Yeah, it reminds me <laughs> of like when I'm at my friends' parties and stuff. And now that I host, I'll hear different shit and be like, is the music good? Is the sound good? And they're like, thank you so good. much. I was kind of doing that, but they weren't my friends at the party, so I didn't say nothing. It was low, though. The music was low. And I was like, Brooklyn, what's going on? So. Yo, I'm because we're both from the South. You just, uh, Trey's from Florida. Yeah, I'm from Miami, and Fort Lauderdale area. Damn, you're you. from Miami. You're from Florida, Florida. Gotta be specific. No, Florida, Florida is the north or northern part. Like, it's different up there okay right so yeah yeah so i'm but i mean like where people know of florida we know of miami you like oh oh in orlando i'm not from like a random city is what you're saying got you got you Mm, yeah i get it um because i'm from austin texas and like so people know the big places and now Um, austin's big because of like tech stuff and they have like a lot of yeah i was gonna say that's how i feel with miami and art Basel. so i'm sure we could it's terrible connect on that sadly but being from the south and coming to um brooklyn it's like first of all the music scene i it yeah. is amazing it like is, uh, is there well, i was gonna ask you was is there a queer scene in new orleans i don't actually know okay um and similar to when i go home to florida i don't look for that anymore because it wasn't there when i was a younger queer mm-hmm. so i'm like i don't know what to do that's queer mm-hmm. here when i go home i've actually Same. never asked my girlfriend that so okay. I, I want to say there is like I'm sure there are gay people but like are they black and brown is it a lot of white gays like I have no actually no idea really matters it do, it do yeah. and do because I always tell people don't ask me about Miami because you're going to find a bunch of white and white Latino gay Miami clubs Latino. and I don't know them oh I literally don't know them and they really white too oh okay yeah, yeah. what I forgot to say because I definitely started with a terrible low because we was on Virgos um, I had a <laughs> New York sex in the city moment y'all so before we went to this could um, mean a lot of things I know but this is a good one okay. but before we went before I decided to get in that damn lift and go to this horrible <laughs> light skin niggas house we were at this Afrobeats party and it was so packed when we got there me and my friend we were so cute we looked so like just dope wait was this um, on saturday like the other day when i had that you see the red dress like so you were at deluxe Lux? i don't know what it was called it was there was an afrobeast party in it was the city. a big afrobeast party who was who was there it was like you can tell me nara, par- nara nara i feel like you would know everyone everyone literally follows them Hmm, I don't know. No, it was I big. Was, you, never mind. Were you there? Yeah. No, I wasn't. Oh, but I was I, like, there was you a, weren't um, there. There was an Afrobeats party that I wanted to go to, and I was like, damn, I'm just too tired. I feel like it was probably it. It was probably that one. Probably it because it was so lit. So we get up to it. It's Mm -hmm. freezing outside because I got this little bitty ass skanky red dress on (laughs) that was like across the across, and it was like just so revealing. And I had like a leather jacket, but it was so cold. And we get there. It is a huge fucking line. So you know you see on TV and the doorman is like not letting nobody in. Yeah, that has never happened to me before. But it was a straight party, so it was like 
so many so people. So many people, yeah. Yes. And these specifically, I'm excited because there was two <laughs> light-skinned um, mixed girls walking up before us with, like, curly hair. And, you know, niggas love the type. Um, and so right. me and my friend, Nifei, were walking up. And there was a crowd. It was not even just a line. It was such a huge crowd. It was, like, 50 to 60 people outside trying to get in. And they would not let no one in. We're at the back. So if I get drunk enough, I'm going to just make my way to the front. I don't care if people are mad. But I was not drunk. I'm on the list. Yo. And we were on the list. But everyone was on the list. Oh, it was, oh, like, okay. before. 12 anyone could get it but it was so packed they were not like oh wait so maybe in. this was not the same party anyway it don't matter sorry go ahead I'm gonna, we're gonna check on no, on break to see if it was yes, um we get we're in the back we're in this line for a whole 60 seconds the doorman sees me from the very back he is way at the front he legit points to me and he goes how many people you got with you i said oh it's just me and my friend he was like part the crowd let them through right now yo so you parted the red they sea parted the red sea in your skanky man. red in dress skanky red it was such a moment that is a real I city like, moment because you're like, like who's that girl by e starts playing they want to know There's a light shining on you. That is a real no. That is a real New York City. New moment. York Sex in the City mom. I was like, whoa, we was really them bitches. Like it was, it was wild. Yes. Especially because I love that. Mixed girls, whatever the, the the typicals that they love so much. We they did right. not. It was so bad. We were in there for an hour. We came out. There were still the same people in the line. They did oh. not let anyone in there. It was so Damn. overcrowded. Okay. It wasn't just like oh slowly but surely because my friend's girlfriend was in the line. They wouldn't let her in because she was with six people. So when I tell you we was just it and they wow. let us in. That and is so, a real New York City. That is so. some truly, truly beautiful shit. It was dope. And also when it mm. happens to you and you really aren't, you know, I mean, it's not that you're not somebody like, bitch, you somebody, okay? But it's like, really, truly, that only happens when someone will run up there and they're like, but I know the owner. Exactly. You know, you didn't do that. You you literally were just presenting yourself. Like, in the line 60 seconds. I was like, and we got in. and You waved at the peasants as you left? No, it was bad. It was it this, really felt like They looking at you and you're... They were like, uh, and he legit, when we got to the front, these dudes were blocking still and he was like, move and let the women in right now. Yes. It was like, wow. yo. And Nifet was like, did you did you know him? At, why did we get in? I said, no. It he was. literally saw us from the back and was like, who are you with? You get yes, in there right now. said the red dress. Yeah. You. Red dress. Okay. I love that for red you. Red. And how long have you lived in New York? A year. Oh, okay. So yeah. that, well, well, it's really early for that kind of I New know. York experience. That's great. I feel like yeah. me and my friend Quincy were talking about like if you come from your whole t- hometown and you don't feel like a ten, you come to New York and get to feel like a ten. That's huge because New York has a million that's, different people, yeah, yeah. personalities. Everyone here is fucking cool. So to yeah. be cool here, man, yeah, it does cool. something to the self esteem. The dopamine okay. and shit just be all fucked up. All right. So back to how you wafted back everyone through everyone with your. Flipping okay. hair. Sorry, you're still in the Red line, dress. boo. No, I'm just kidding. No, nah, even when we like, came outside, y'all still here. Y'all not cold. No, imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trash. I would my old me, unevolved me, would have done some shit like that. Uh, y'all not cold. Y'all ain't got nowhere to go. Like, <laughs> asshole. that was cold. Just asshole, right? You're like, I ain't saying shit. I'm getting my Uber and leaving. That's that's oh dope. Oh my god. I will say though, tangent real quick, that I don't go. feel the whole like when you come to New York City, like. The 10 thing, I feel like a 10 when I'm in Florida. And I just realized this when I went home. I went home so many times this year. And I went, not the last time, not Labor Day weekend, but like right before that, at some point I went to South Florida. And I was like, why everybody just keep 
like I, oh my god you're so like everywhere mm-hmm. I went like men women even people I didn't oh, fucking know right. and I'm like I'm wearing normal shit I wear this shit during the summertime in Brooklyn like you know it's hot down there so it's like I'm ne- never have on any clothes my mom be so like bitch you really wearing that yes and is and I, w- I feel like I have the same vibe right but in Florida maybe people verbalize it more which is I can acknowledge that I don't think I don't look as good but bitch the way I, I be in Florida like yeah. Oh, that's right. Feed me. Like, I, it's crazy. I literally told my partner this and they were just like, you know, are you, you know, we, we talked about it and it was like, that's the conclusion I came to. I'm like, maybe people verbalize it more in the South, even in the South in general. It's like, oh, you look good today, baby. Even that, it wasn't like that. It was like, damn, okay, hey. And I'm like, driving my mom's Mercedes and shit. Like, damn, this ain't even my car. You know, okay. they're like, in your best friend's ride. Like, I'm in my mom's. <laughs> I'm in my mother's vehicle pumping gas. And I remember this one guy was like, oh, damn, like, no disrespect. Like, you just look so great today. And I'm like, no makeup. No, like, I don't get those kind of outward compliments in New York City. I will say that. And that's true. But I'm like, damn. So anyways, yeah. I I feel that. I think now when I go home to Texas, I do feel that. But Texas was so racist that I didn't feel like I thrived Mm, there. I didn't feel beautiful. I started to feel that way maybe like a year before leaving, but that's when I was like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Yeah. Like everybody was um, passing out those woke pamphlets, like don't be colorist, be less racist. Yo. And they're like, oh, now y'all think I'm we go that's play- crazy. We go places and white people would start hugging us and be like, we feel y'all. We shut up. Oh my, that really happens all the time in Texas. Like you just sad for us. Shut up. And they're like, are you buying? Are you buying my meal? Are you paying my rent? Okay. Back the fuck up. Yeah. That's what we need to start saying. Yeah. I'm how bad like, you how really bad, feel? I knew you were gonna say. Yeah. How, <laughs> how bad is this? How deep are we? Like I'm gonna be like Ian Levant and shit. <laughs> Grab the hand. Like yes, I am. I am tortured and sad. Now Venmo me a thousand dollars, please. Being black is so hard. I'm gonna just start menstrual I showing. Can. Like, how far are we taking this, Chuck? Like, put your money. Where- and when I post that, when I first got to Texas, was talking shit about people in Texas, and I'm like, put your money where your mouth is. This is my cash app. Since y'all feel that bad, my white friends would start doing it. Wow, they really want to be friends. They white really friends, if you're friends. still watching past like George Floyd 2020. My Venmo and Cash App will be in the show notes. Okay. And we're going to put it. We're going to put it. We're going to see where y'all really at. We're going to see. No, but that is a very interesting. And yes, it's a very common like Southern experience to be like, if you're growing up in the 90s and early 2000s, you're like, oh my God, I want to be anyone else. I'm ugly. And now it's like, you're kissing my feet. You want to pump my gas, nigga? Okay, sorry. No, I'm for done. real. But we yeah, got all the attributes that y'all paying for, so bloop. And been and they've been there, so it's crazy. But yeah, yeah, bitch, I've been on. <laughs> okay, anyway, yes, to quote the Sag Sagittarius <laughs> Nicki Minaj, Sag Queen. Okay. Oh, Trey is a Sagittarius. I am. My birthday so. December fourteenth, so you can send me money when you hear this show and oh on my, my God, birthday. What are you doing for your birthday? I'm going. I'm doing like a little adult arcade day or night evening. Oh, like for your closest friends or for anyone? Um. I didn't really think about it. Oh, December okay. birthdays are so hard. We just be like, oh my God, nobody has time for me. So it's really, for, it should be too. for anybody. Yeah. But I'm like, is anyone going to come? Um, what day would you do it on? That weekend? On the 14th. No, like oh, okay. on that Wednesday. And I'm well, going to the woods I and I don't even like the go. woods. Ah, do we want to start in the woods? We don't. I fuck with Amber Valentine though. Like I get what she be trying to do. And the DJ but the whites there. But the whites have there me fucked are up. the problem. I mean, Amber and Valentine for real and I have talked about this in DMs and in person. And she'd be like, I got to get these motherfuckers now, together. I fuck with her because but yeah, I, I know who you're yeah. talking about. And I fuck with her because on yeah, Halloween, cute orange she was dope. She, I, no, yeah. I fuck with her. Yeah. Um, the whites there, they have gentrified yeah. that place and they just be taking the fuck over. It's, it's crazy. They, they in numbers out there. But yeah, so um, I should be doing something more publicly for my birthday. Well, invite me. Um, 
period. Um, I will, and I am. I'm doing ladies first, which is a party that Adair throws at Basquiat Bottle on the third Saturday. So that'll be December seventeenth. Um, and just anybody can really come to that. that I'm leaving to Texas happen. to December seventeenth. That's why I was saying if you on the fourteenth you do something. But yes, I should. But I will send. 17th, I need I'll to get out of my head and not just be like nobody's gonna come. That's crazy because Nova, no. my roommate, their When's birthday Nova's is in the day after Christmas, but they feel the oh, same that's way. Even you worse. feel exactly. Yeah, yeah. They feel exactly. Everyone's feel. either already planned their money for the month, don't have enough already, and, and I'm over here like, please spend seventy dollars on me. It's hard. It really is hard. It's my other really good friends. Parents. It is our parents. There are our parents subconsciously did that shit. I have a lot of December birthday people that, you know, we all get the vibe, but we're trying to break out of it. So this is just another reminder that it's like, bitch, you can come or not. Like, I can't be concerned, like, that no one has time for me. I need to stop thinking that way. So I am actively trying to be like, if you can come and be there, be there. If you only want to come to part of it, not the game night, but come to the wood. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. it's open for whoever, um, but it's just hard. Okay. I'm, I'm going to invite you, though. You're invited, actually. I, uh, <laughs> and we hear it here. So if they decide not to invite me, y'all heard it. I got the uninvite. So, yeah, I'm going to go. Um, okay, well, let's take a break. And then we're going to get these nuts off. I didn't think the intro would be this long. But I love it. Like I love a tangent. Um, this me too. Great. So let's take a quick second. Um, and we'll come back with these nuts. Okay, we are back. And this is the part of the show where I like to get my nuts off, which basically just means like, <laughs> it's it's not always pop culture, but lately has been because there's been so much shit that's been thrown in my face. But sometimes it's just regular smegler shit that I have issues with or need to get off. Because, you know, when you like masturbate or you get a nut, it's just like you get it out. You get the release. Like, yes. Yeah, okay. It's like my that. releases. So it's not about peanut allergies. It's about... No. <laughs> masturbation even better got it got a great analogy i mean got we can it. get our nuts off with people as well okay <laughs> yeah, that's it's true, always that's true. masturbating but my favorite you know Release, way is right. masturbation so yeah. you know let me get my nuts off these nuts <laughs> got it. so okay my first nut baby this is kiki palmer so Kiki palmer is pregnant did you see this of course, I love Kiki Palmer. Did you believe it when you saw it? Um, well, yes, because I feel like I'd already known a little bit, and How I does and I don't like I don't like being the person because I hate when motherfuckers is like they look weird. Why are they wearing so much baggy stuff? But baby, you realize I was like she she didn't look weird because Kiki was fine as hell, beautiful, like oh my god, okay. But she was yeah, the last like month or so, it was giving all of her stories were chin up like. She was wearing a lot of like, even she was wearing something like a yellow, really nice uh, two-piece suit on the red carpet. And I'm like, why is she holding the thing like that? I'm like, maybe there was a wardrobe malfunction, wow. but it was giving pregnant. And I am not that bitch that's going to be commenting that or like, are you? But I didn't. When people were like, yeah. we knew. I was like, who knew? Yeah. Yeah. I was not keeping up. But it also in the same vein, I had just listened to her on Nicole Byers podcast. Uh, why won't you date me? It's so, did I say her name right? Nicole Byers, isn't that right? Is that right? I don't we, know we why. Don't, I just pictured know. somebody else in my head. But anyways, I just listened to her on the Nicole Byer podcast, Why Won't You Date Me? And Kiki did not mention a relationship at all. So then I started thinking, I said, well, maybe she isn't right. She didn't mention Yeah, I feel like she was not even with that dude any anymore. I hadn't heard about him. When and, I tell you, every, pictures. every question she answered was either general or about someone in the past. Or, oh, I used to do... 
she was acting like low-key single but also just more private maybe she was just being like y'all don't need to know she was really forthcoming with him at first yeah she She was was. i remember seeing them together i remember the ex-girlfriend being hella pissed did you did you see i didn't even see all that his ex was like he just made me get an abortion that he pop up with kiki palmer had all these like was upset that's why i was a little like i'm not i I love kiki palmer i love my girl and at the end of the day it's none of my damn business but you don't be nosy anyway her but like, and Rihanna, what was the situation behind that? Her and Rihanna, I loved their pregnancy for them, but both of them, I was so questionable about the choice of men. Cause I'm like, yeah. I don't fuck with ASAP Rocky. He be doing some weird shit. And this dude, I just felt like he was very charming for Kiki, like Kiki Palmer. Yeah. I feel like he was charming. I didn't hear about the baby into thing. her. Yeah, that girl went on a rant online. And it wasn't, Damn, that apparently is it wasn't like he forced her, but he was telling her like, I'm not ready for this and blah, blah. And she's like, so I felt like I needed to get the abortion. And then right after that, left her or something, left her like and then got was, or, oh, left yeah, her then. Oh, like okay, left gotcha. her right after, like he wanted her to get an abortion, which is valid. If you don't, people don't want a baby, blah, blah. But I just, I don't know. I get like weird oh, vibes from him. So when I thought they broke up, I was fine with it. So then when I found out she Listen was to the Nicole Byer podcast, which by the way, this is not a plug for her. I'm just saying that the way I was laughing so hard kiki is fucking ridiculous i was on a public bus and i texted my friend jamie and i said bitch you did not tell me this was gonna have me crying on the subway i people were looking at me like you know motherfuckers in new york don't give a shit if you're having a bad day good day people were literally like is this bitch okay i was hollering so anyways um she was very general on that podcast. So I'm, I was shocked that she announced it that same week because the podcast was like, came out. Right. And I was like, oh, maybe she's single. I mean, it doesn't mean she's not, but she didn't allude to That's like. True. That's true. She didn't allude to anything. That's all I'm going to say. So congrats to my boo. Congrats. Also, because like Sagittarius day. moon. Um, I'm a Sag, devil Sag. So it's like, you know, we get each other. I feel like we'd be very compatible. We see each other. In a chaotic, very toxic way. She's also a Virgo. <laughs> she's a virgo virgo son see i have to hold space for virgo sometimes because virgo women okay because her and also beyonce and also crystal extremely triggered okay oh you did just see crystal i saw crystal i can't believe i forgot to talk about that i saw crystal west i went to a show heaven knows best and it was so fucking funny also uh roy wood jr was on Mm -hmm. he's funny I, I didn't, didn't know, know him. that he was funny. He's I funny know as him, fuck. Yeah. I didn't know he was funny. He was funny as the, the whole show, like from start to finish, was so funny. Wow. No dry spots. No, like this is awkward. It was hilarious. You know what it is too. Crystal has worked on not being so obnoxious. I think if you listen to her back in the day, I'm mm-hmm. telling you, that was like the number one thing about it. it made you it know what? That's made the they show they <clears> kind <throat> of. I talked to. Uh, uh, my best friend about this I was like when I first started Crystal like irked me sometimes she was so very like mm-hmm. I don't want to say auntie but very like kind of judgmental she and very was, like I don't niggas. understand why we talking about this like, and she would just do and like the most Kid Fury was the fun one and then it kind of switched like I, and I don't want to it is so interesting but I do get Kid Fury going through his mental health crisis because we're in New York shit is real and he's working in LA too I mean it's a lot oh. he writes on the show rap shit that's right yeah I didn't He's know he'd be in LA. Thin, like, yeah. Going, yeah, and Crystal is or she's Miami, healed. but they did shoot some of it in LA, which is weird because they have Palm Kelly. Trees. I'm sure they can get used. They can get um, <laughs> they can get some background shots that still look like Miami, and nobody would know. But then they were in New York, and then and there were scenes in Miami. Whatever, I remember. So he doing a lot. He is doing a lot. Um, it did switch though. They they switched, and I feel like Crystal went through like school and like 
intensive therapy and now I'm trying to um, go to school to be a therapist. I feel like she's healed and like mm -hmm. learned a lot. And I feel like Kid Fury is, I won't say, I, I, I know he's in like a mental health space, but like, I want to say that this is his enlightenment period. Cause we all go through that point. Where we literally that's think really, we are losing our fucking minds. And I don't think this, I pray this is not the end for him. This is him just realizing like, I have to just be okay with things being the way that they are. Right, right. right. I feel like I'm in that too. And it's hard to record. There are days when I don't record specifically because I'm in that mindset. So I love that they still record. Yeah, yeah. On the bad days. Um, and let us just have it. But yeah, on the tangent, congratulations, congratulations Kiki Palmer. <laughs> um, my second nut. I added this for Trey specifically because let's go. Potomac has lost their motherfucking mind. I mean, they probably always been on this this train wreck. But They've been on the train tracks for a long time. So I, since I have not been actually watching episodes, just clips and just jumping in on the like horrible colorism that's going on. Tell me what you where you at with the show right now and what you feeling about the women. I'm very disappointed. I'm very disappointed because as a long term housewife franchise 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 i don't know what i was about to say watcher watcher mm -hmm. same. i am like my bar is very low mm -hmm. okay same the we've been watching is, atlanta we've been keeping up we've with been atlanta new york. if you've watched new york oh, if you watch new jersey you know the bar is on the floor Beverly baby Hills. if you've watched orange county the bar is limbo you're a limbo floor. master mm. right i just want to be clear so Potomac disappoints me in a way, and it's not even really because they're black, unfortunately. They are just so, they have so much potential, and I think potential is really like, I usually don't even focus on that that much, but I think the potential is there for them to be like beefing about other shit or there being other dynamics. Things there. that are but happening. It's just hypocrisy. It really is colorism. colorism. It is so bad. It really is colorism. And it's so bad. It's so hard. It's, it's not so even hard to ignore. Hard. It's so visible. That it's, it's hard like, to watch. focusing on. Because, you know, and just to answer your question specifically, what's going on right now between Robin and uh. Wendy having beef and Mia and Wendy having beef mm. and Robin just having a completely different stance on how Mia, a light-skinned woman, if you don't watch it, a light-skinned woman. A racially ambiguous through, woman. Through um, her uh, drink. Her drink and then some like napkins or whatever at Wendy. A dark-skinned woman. The darkest one on the show. The darkest one on the show, absolutely. African, literally first-generation Nigerian, gorgeous. You know, gorgeous. you ain't got to say that. Intelligent. No. Four degrees. Literally so, and she's fucking funny too. She when did you have me rolling? And on top of that, Robin's stance on, oh, well, if you're not going to, why are you still saying all that if you're not going to fight? But then just two seasons ago was chastising Monique for not continuing with her words and getting physical. Her best friend hired a bodyguard. Guard. She hired a bodyguard saying, I don't because feel safe. I don't, so I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. You know, just when Robin oh, almost knocked ass. Ashley ass out multiple times. And then even Robin on this season, I'm only recapping so much because you, you said you hadn't watched no, it. No, recap, recap. Robin this season also like aggressively got up at Wendy and then like Sharice just held her back. You know, Sharice who used to be on the show, but is kind of like a, a reoccurring. I don't even know why she's on the show. Why the she does not say bad. anything. She'll be on the whole episode like this. <laughs> I'm like, she girl, like that. Go, why you even got her on the camera? She looked just but like I, that. She got some edibles, I swear. But um, <laughs> she be like on some edibles. That. But so to that point of just like, girl, you just did that to Wendy, and then when Wendy was saying you just got up at me, and Sharice had to hold you back, Robin was like, I didn't have to get held back. No one touched me. And then of course, the Robin showed the clip. And Sharice did have to say, sit back down, baby, sit back down. 
But again, the standards are different for these light skinned women yeah. who um who called it pretty pretty, pretty privilege. Not pretty, pretty privilege. They were talking about Giselle like not getting dressed and not caring about her appearance because she's just always been. She's like, just light skinned and people so are going to like her like no me. matter what. I forgot who said that. Fact, um, the fact that people still like Giselle after all these seasons. I like that Candace this season is calling her neck a lot because she does have a couple roles oh, here. I hate that it. I mean, it's like I don't like the body shame, but if there's someone we go body shame, you it, Giselle. For but, it, uh, right, right. So that they're just very disappointing. And again, I think that when I, as a dark skin woman, see someone getting treated like that, I'm already like triggered and I'm already upset. But I'm like, damn, this is really gonna play out in front of a white man for him to adjudicate at a reunion and he don't understand nothing he about colorism. Get it. He's going to ask them and he did to the to the benefit of the fans asking, do you yes. think there's a problem with God? But he doesn't understand how to navigate that situation, break it down. Colorism is not just about attraction. It's not just about when a man says light-skinned women can get in the club. That's not what, that's not all colorism nope. is. It is not just a hair texture. It's featurism. There's different perceptions. There's ways people are muted literally because of their skin complexion. Actually, darker-skinned people get longer prison sentences literally than folks that are light-skinned and it's like the judge is like oh you're both negroes but the light one i'm gonna give like it is literally the fact that when you have a dark skin and a black and a light-skinned woman people are always going to believe they're always going to yes. give the light-skinned woman the, the adjacency of the, of, of the doubt it's also the fact that the light-skinned women only show whole power over the dark-skinned women they do. that's why even when wendy and candace get into it with them they still try to be their friends because they hold power on this show right you the fact that go to dinner robin with you could, what? The, the fact that robin could ostracize wendy like that wendy could never yeah. do that the other way around she could never ostracize giselle or robin and absolutely right. it, you literally have power over dark-skinned women because yeah the fact that the fans all the white fans who covered this show still love robin and giselle and i'm like there is no way there's no way that you don't like see them. And, or ashley ashley was terrible I, i'm coming around to ashley but from the beginning ashley was so messy and terrible yeah i'm like yeah, if was. it was not for this woman being light-skinned and mixed y'all would hate her i they really hated it Monique, someone said Wendy, that they were like imagine if nothing imagine what the the someone did say this years ago when they had the conversation about her um and the prenup situation remember it was like if we get to five years i get this amount a dark-skinned woman talking Saying about that go online they were all about her taking this white man's and money not that people probably still don't call her or think she's a gold digger but a black a dark-skinned racial the, the more people they're well, like they really love like, each take, other they be like take that white man's money they do they, nobody online be black telling woman, her like you don't please. Or telling her she she um that she's a gold. I never see gold. Or she didn't work for her way. money. Like okay. that's what they would be saying because to they someone think light skinned pretty girls deserve pamper treatment, and they think when you were dark skinned, like you don't deserve Can that. Even them calling out Candace to trying to say that her white man wanted all of them. That has everything to do with the fact that Candace is dark. Yeah, no, truly. Literally, I was like Giselle. All of a sudden, Ashley's had this secret story. She had a secret. Ashley's husband wanted everybody, all the men, everything. But y'all trying to act like this dark-skinned woman's husband wanted all of y'all. He truly, Chris has truly, if any, if not anything, he has truly been like, I'm arguing with my wife. I'm not even arguing with y'all ever. He's ever. never really. You know? I, I respect Chris. I don't care. But I yeah, like Chris. That, that is also a great point because also, again, the desire. How could he have not been looking at, at me us. at that party? How Yo. could he not? What? That's what I'm saying. And if Wendy were to say that, I mean, no one would believe Candace it. would lose her fucking mind Literally. too. But again, nobody would believe. Girl, you just Girl, saying that because you. you think everybody you got your body done. They would minimize. They would. Mm -hmm. And my last point on Potomac, I hate that Robin Dixon last season. This is last season. This is old beef. I hate that she's even on the show. Right? I hate that she's even platformed. But last season, she made a comment, and then we'll move on about Wendy just doing too much and like her new job 
with the candles and her new entrepreneurship doesn't align. Robin started off the show lying about being in PR, lying. We never saw her with a PR line. <laughs> then she started flipping houses. And before the flipping houses, she was a stay-at-home mom who lived with her ex-husband because it was more affordable to pay them bills. Now she's selling hats. So Robin, none of your shit aligned. Oh, now you're also on a podcast. So you, oh, again, a light-skinned woman so can jump too. around and fit into all these roles and titles. But Wendy can't be a professor, be super educated, smart as fuck, fine as fuck, get her body done. Have a have fine a new, ass con- husband. Even if it is a new confidence about her, y'all using that against her to say she's acting different. Y'all have all had work done. And if you haven't, you might need to ask her who, for a referral. And on top of that, like you said, fine husband, really be- like beautiful who children. Who actually wants her. Supportive. Because Juan Dixon. Juan Dixon proposed for Bravo.com. Okay. okay. He never wrote for Bravo. Juan, Juan Dixon not- stayed with Robin for Bravo.com. He literally said, oh, this little he show. He was with a whole nother Our woman. bills are on time because you're on this show. No, that and the fact that this woman finally got some recognition and fame. You know, yes. men always want to come back with Always want to stick not around. Gonna, you're not going to uh, get hired. I mean, you're not going to have this spotlight. Now I'm going to come back. He don't seem happy and with her. And he has his own little troubles going on because he like covered up something with his job. Yeah. And I don't understand that, so I'm not going to break that down. But they did say he knew about some complaint that a player had. Girl, listen, if I was Candace yes, or Wendy, yeah. we would bring it to... That's the thing. You already know. Candace I would be Wendy retweeting it every to, day. Like, <laughs> they need to do better. Stop trying to be this women's friend and bring yeah. the yeah. action. Yeah. Y'all not going nowhere. So bring that action. And bring the action. They I mean, already gonna say you doing too much. That's why Candace right. stopped caring. Right. She started just bringing that action. I love that Candace was like, I really don't care. Oh, hold on, y'all, because the kids is crying. Okay, um, are, are we done with Potomac? <laughs> We're done with Potomac. Let's let's get the there, nuts off. You know what? You got to come back because there's going to be an episode we just cover it. Literally just, housewives. Let's do a recap. I don't care. We could do when the reunion starts. Oh, we could definitely we do could, some reunion break. We could get into it. Let's you know what? In. Because when I listen to my other podcasts and they cover it, I do um, what I've been watching at the end of the episode, but I... I've done so much throughout the episode that mm. when it's what I've been watching, I'm covering it for like a minute. And I hate when podcasts do that. Yeah, I'm like, cover it intensively. Issues. Get into it. So we should cover yes, it. Let's do a recap. Intensively. We're agreeing right here, right yes. now. You could also Venmo us when that comes out. Okay. Um, do you want to hear this or not? <laughs> Listen, babe. I love the trade off. Period. The paywall. Okay. This next nut. I put on here specifically for you because that's another one. You're just catering to my needs. I do. Okay. I want you to be comfortable. I want you to be on the show. I want you to be happy. Uh, Okay. I care about your feelings. They escape T. I have heard a little bit, but tell me what's going on. Tell me what's going on. So real quick, how old are you? 30. Oh, okay. I just want to make sure we're the same age bracket. Yeah, I'm 30. I'm turning 31 next week. Um, I'm oh, start lying okay. about my age though, so maybe I'm turning 29. Um, but not 31. But escape. Okay, did you see the Soul Train Awards performance? Because if you did not, you need to. Where, after they, this. where they had all the same color. Where they were looking like Iron Man. Where they looked like Iron Man. <laughs> Why are yes. the outfits so bad? You know, and my friend Liz. <laughs> shout out to Go Sunny Go. My friend Liz said. Why do they look like I like they look like they're auditioning for Marvel? <laughs> like, I had already said they look like Iron Man. And then I told her, this is what I told her. I said, oh. they dress like the Atlanta home decor. Yo. That that gaudy, like it works for them. They look good. But that gaudy gold with the white mink, why are you uh. wearing baby? This is Kiki Palmer. Like, why are you wearing that, it's, right? Uh. They dress like Atlanta home decor. So they're it's really from Atlanta. Bad to they're me. really from with all the sparkles all the time. Did you see the one with the feather? Like, 
Because Candy's Candy like, has newly gotten style, but through her seasons, oh during Atlanta, she be even so talk. We can't tacky, even do that. and I love Candy, but it's like the richest house. She be so tacky. Yeah, it's literally the Atlanta home decor. That's like they really like their houses. If you go to like Rashida's page, I'm trying to think of the other, even Big Lotto, like all the Atlanta real Atlanta people, they love that gaudy. The homes furniture stores uh, are like get this bejeweled. You're so desk. true. Yeah, like, that impressive. is so true. They like, but back to the performance. Okay. Performance was amazing. Amazing. I love Latasha, Candy, Tiny, Tamika, and Tamika. Mm-hmm. Um, for anyone who doesn't know that Tiny's real name, obviously, is Tamika, but there's two Tamikas, so. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm a real fan. But <laughs> no, I didn't know there were two wanted, Tamikas. I'm just so sad. I wanted to get off my chest. I wanted to get, what is it, get my nut out? Get your whatever. nut off. Get it off I'm right so now. I'm so disappointed with all this drama with Latasha. And I know what's going on, so I was like, let me just tell you. Basically, Latasha Scott and Tamika Scott are sisters. This is also what hurts me about this, because if real you ever watched the real life blood same mothers okay. like uh, literally family and if you've ever watched like real housewives of new jersey the reason i stopped watching that is because i don't want to see you fight with your brother and your mm-hmm. sister every day some random bitches some friends they don't paid you to be around sure your actual nieces and nephews no so okay mm-hmm. sorry but um natasha and tamika have their own separate issues but Specifically, this time around, Latasha is saying that the promoter they used for their show that was in Atlanta right before the right after the Soul Train Awards had an argument with her husband, attacked her husband. And that's why they didn't want to attack Latasha's husband. Like they had a disagreement of some sort. This is what she claims. Tamika straight up and was like, this is my sister. I love her to death. But that's a lie. That's not what happened. We saw the text messages. We saw the screenshots. That's not what happened. There was a disagreement. And now... Y'all are just lying. Like you're just saying whatever, and I'm only addressing it publicly because you address everything publicly. I think, and they started going back and forth. But that's the thing. The thing that fucks with me about this is that Tamika doesn't really have her own career right now, and I think she has to make it look like if Tiny and Candy don't like Latasha, I don't like Latasha right now either, Uh, because Latasha does. She's um, actually uh, recording her own solo gospel Who was album. the one who had the, the outfit that was different? That's Latasha. Okay, I knew This it. is the same. I knew it. Yes. And the long who, blonde hair during I the performance it. when mm-hmm. they all kind of have more of a who, And she can sing the best. She can sing okay. the best. So she, she's working on her own gospel yeah. album. They're recording a reality show and I don't know I don't know how much of that is going to impact the fact that they're recording this reality show. Or it's already done. They're done recording. Oh, wait, did you want to? No. Okay. Escape is is... Is on the reality show? Candy's so, on it too? Yeah, Candy's on it too. They recorded it from, supposedly, this is also all from the blogs, from like February through the summer, end of summer, they recorded this show. It was supposed to come out like around now and now they pushed it to March. So people are also saying, I guess this is my last thing on that, that are they drumming up all this so that people watch the show? And I don't think that's it either. I because again, they've got real they beef. they real beef for years and Candy has even said like, I love these girls. We know who what we've been through. Who is the one Candy be beefing with? Latasha? It be beefing with Latasha. Candy even said recently, she's like, yeah, me and Latasha really don't ever talk. Like, the way she even shrugged her shoulders was like, we have no reason to talk. And it's like, damn, y'all known each other for so, like, there has to be a remedy. What is their this. beef? Is Latasha that problematic? Um, What's their sign? I don't know. I know Candy is also a Taurus. We just mentioned that. Okay. I don't know every... Um, Candy seemed cool. And, and that's what I'm, I'm thinking, too. Like, Latasha... You know the ego class shit. I'm sure mm-hmm. there's other stuff. But I think Candy and Tiny having their own successes. And, you know, Tiny's married to a very famous rapper who, fuck that nigga. And fuck that nigga Candy's real now hard. been on this reality show and has bloomed up. Like, she was already the GOAT. But she's obviously sustained herself in a way that, like, Latasha and Tamika literally only have escape. Okay, hold on. Okay, back to what we were saying, because my kids be screaming top of their lungs. Um... <laughs> 
What else? Did you want to wrap it up about Escape or what did you want to say? I really just want them to get it together because they don't perform the same without Latasha. Not that they should just keep like Mm. a, a, I don't know if she's toxic, but like not that they should keep drama around just From because, what you see, who does it seem like is the drama? I really don't know. I do want to see the show. I think, oh, that was my other point. I want to see the show. I think we were actually talking about the show was supposed to come out around this time, but now they pushed it to March. So one, I hope this isn't some fake drama for the show. And then two, I do have a feeling that it's more like Latasha wants to be solo, do her own thing. Maybe they're lashing out. Mm. Sorry. But no one knows you. But right. That was, single. Like no one knows do. you by yourself. Tiny and Candy, we know them by themselves. They've been platformed in ways that they've been around for years, right? But it still doesn't mean that the quality of Escape isn't, it's noticeably different when Latasha's not there. Okay. So that's that's all I'm going to say. And watch the Soul Train Awards performance. Or you already did. Okay. Watch the one where they were at like the State Farm Arena in Atlanta and Latasha's not there. And Did you put it on your story? I did. Okay, okay. And she... What you could feel it like even the extra ad libs and the da 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 baby when there it was missing it was, it was I was like wow not right after the Soul Train Awards where I watched that shit twenty times anyways um yeah that's it I just want them to work it out it. <laughs> we know. gonna hope the best for y'all because people love Escape they be selling out so they do they do okay my next night. I wanted to highlight this. Do you know who, who Vladimir Putin is? I do, but I, I ain't got nothing to say about that man. I ain't got I'm nothing sorry, to say. I have to stop. I'm I have sorry. To... I'm like... Because this man is so awful, we ain't even got to talk about this. This is literally just a fact that's about to be stated, and we're going to revel in it. Um, Vladimir Putin, who is the, what, president, governor, whatever the fuck? The dictator The dictator, Russia, that's Russia. the word, of mm-hmm. Russia, who started this war, who ain't shit, who's fucking crazy. Yeah, he literally. took a nasty fall down the stairs. And, and when was... I see... When I say nasty, I mean this nigga fell down the stairs and shitted himself. Oh, I really did not hear about this. You know what that's he called? Fell down the karma. 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 Okay, that is the only reason I'm talking about this. Oh. Because when you do evil shit, shit comes back around. So Because if I didn't know this happened, I was gonna pull another <laughs> Kiki Palmer and say, if he was walking past me, I wouldn't know a I thing. Like I don't know about this man. Sorry. Sorry. To <laughs> But now that I know he fell and bust his ass and shit it, <laughs> now I know this man, and, it's, and that's what you get. Not only did you fall and shit, someone told, and it's from <laughs> <laughs> not the snitch on top of everything else. <laughs> and everyone in the world knows now. Oh no, footage though. I don't know. I didn't Damn, get too see, far into it, but it. I was like, let me fact check this because I seen it on Hollywood Unlocked, and I can't ever trust them. But it was on every. It was on That's national true. news. I love that for that him. he fell and shitted his. I do love that for him. Congratulations, honestly. Voiding your bowels. It's also a testament that men get old really fast. You ain't <laughs> even that old to be shitting yourself. <laughs> Is that the takeaway? <laughs> Y'all need to work on your vitality, bitch. <laughs> work on your life expectancy. Damn. I said you're Virgo too. But anyway, <laughs> you said that's why y'all die easy. Like, okay. <laughs> I mean, yes. Again, love that for you. That was a takeaway, y'all. Y'all heard it here first. That's y'all get old quick. Take your fucking vitamin E and B12. You heard it here first, and Venmo us again for that tip. Especially if you're a white cis male. Or Vladimir, if you ever hear this. Oh, my God. They get old fast. I love that. I ain't coming back from falling and shitting myself. I'm sorry. Y'all ain't going to Just go ahead and disappear. Again. No, for real. Go ahead and buy that. Go ahead and put that one way. Sorry to that man. Okay. 
My next nut, we we have to shorten the nuts. This is probably gonna we be do, the last one. Do. Fuck the rest of these nuts because I just want to stay for once. I want to have one episode where every nut is a good nut. These have all been great nuts. Um, I mean, Potomac is is full of cousins, but it's yeah. fine. This resurfaced like clip. Me too. The resurfaced clip of Gabrielle Union, which happened a year ago, but you know y'all niggas love to clip shit and make drama. Um, of, of her uplifting uplifting Zaya and talking about her transition and and just her coming out. And one of the uh, most beautiful parts was, I don't know if you saw this part because they made it all about the Boosie thing, but they, she talked about- They did about, make it all about the- Because drama. But if you actually watch it, she talks about how they didn't even want to tell anyone about Zaya coming out as Zaya. They were literally just, she was like, Gabrielle was like, everyone knew in our circle, in our bubble, we knew, the school knew, everyone was accepting, everyone was fine with it. It wasn't a big right, deal right. to us. And she was like, you know, um, I wanted to keep it private. We, we never posted pictures. And then she was like, "Cause, but if you know Zaya, and Zaya comes at our necks all of the fucking time, <laughs> tells us about us, says, very much Zuri, my child. Um, She was like, okay, but are y'all doing that to protect me? Or to protect y'all because I'm fine with the world Look knowing. I'm fine with taking the the backlash, all that. So are y'all okay with that? She said, "What's the tea?" Because I thought we was gonna have a party about it. I thought and y'all are like, been no, right?" Literally, yeah. I can imagine how that's yeah. And I love that because there's a lot of times when we do think we're protecting our children by not addressing things yeah. or not sharing with the world or just hiding certain things because you want to protect them. But like just knowing that that was Zaya's decision, because a lot of people think that is them up and down, pushing it or swear up and down. They were doing this publicity it's really swear up and down. And I knew from the beginning that they were doing everything to like guide this child and to really like yeah, yeah. fully let her be herself. And you know, another thing that I didn't realize until randomly one day, I was like, I kept seeing these comparisons of like Sade didn't do that with her child and you know, um Sade. all these um you know, oh, Sade, I don't know if she had a child. Yeah, she has a um a, a child who transitioned and I literally wow. only heard about it once and I was like, oh um Cher didn't do it. Cher didn't do it. They were saying like, oh, when EJ Johnson, you know, Magic Johnson's mm. son is dressing like this and doing that, no one made a big deal out of it. What happens if people are not a monolith? We would love to okay. say that about everything okay. else, but why is everyone always so like we're all comparative by nature? Like, but I just don't understand. It's like, okay, uh, so two parents decided to do something different, and also not even just make we're talking about celebrities, but obviously there are not famous you know trans children going through this their parents are trying to figure out who to hide it from who to do this how to exactly. no one's gonna do the shit the same so can we just stop i think uh, so to, my, to the point is like when gabrielle was saying this was zaya's choice she wanted to share more she grew up in an age of social media like why am i not allowed to share about myself i'm sure that's confusing and the fact that people kept demonizing i guess gabrielle and, and Dwayne wade's decision to let her be verbal about her own life right mm -hmm. they keep doing that to say like but we didn't see that with these other people and i'm like you don't see a lot of the mm -hmm. same shit with a lot of people so why is that a different standard so that's the thing that i realized one day i was like i kept hearing the ej thing i did hear the most i kept hearing oh well ej just started dressing like this and we all accepted it no people still talk shit about ej mm -hmm. and i don't know that magic johnson never had a heart-to-heart -heart moment with him on camera like i love you the way you are like gabrielle and Dwayne wade almost have to do constantly to prove that they support her it's right? almost like, like i don't even think magic jo jo he's like oh yeah ej over there doing that and y'all accept that better than someone verbalizing and actually, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They're just like, oh, EJ's just friend. existing. Is he? We don't know what EJ's longing for. Does he, did he wish he had the support 
that dies. That's like, we literally don't what know. I was about and that's the say. thing that I'm like, y'all need to stop doing that shit. It's, but yeah. It's weird that a lot of people are wondering why all these people waited until adulthood to come out and why uh, Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle are doing this at such a young age. It's almost as if like they couldn't. It's almost as if these people yeah. waited until adulthood because they could not they could do this not as a child. Yes, and yes. these people accepted their child from a young age and let her do whatever the fuck she wanted to do with her own identity. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, I hate that this got overshadowed by the Boosie thing, but I wanted to talk about yeah. the Boosie thing because I love the way that Gabrielle dresses because I've been saying this since day one since since the very first day I ever heard and I hate to be the person to out people I don't like being like oh someone's gay or making them like this but you niggas you niggas be so wildly obsessed with gay shit y'all the way the KKK is obsessed with black people so it lets you know you just that obsessed black men be so quandered they be sitting in the corner like gay 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 literally I don't I'm I, do I think about I'm like y'all really be pressing my issues <laughs> like it's it's wild to me that like there, and there's uh there's one specific um interview that Boosie does or maybe he just went live when he got out of jail and he was describing men fucking in jail so detailed he like was, he was, was he went on like a two minute rant just literally talking about butt fucking like I mean so detailed it's almost like you could have looked away and you didn't so when Gabrielle said this and like his response to, did you see his response? I actually didn't see his response. Was, I only saw what she said, which is it actually, I was going to say, do we have a second? I pulled up uh, his response. Let me tell you what he said, because every, I was, the fact that all the people in the shade room responded. No, the comments in the shade room were like, you just proved Gabrielle's point. Oh, oh, I, good. Oh. To be proud of the shade room comment. You saw me just die. To, for the shade room oh, blacks wow. to be so like on the it, right it, side right it's you know very rare you know that, that niggas is just really realizing so his response was uh wait it was two responses so mm, okay he goes laugh out loud the whole world know i love women do we because anyways the whole world know i love women and the world know your husband love dick i hope you don't think blacks look good at y'all like a power couple they don't i had refused <laughs> to talk about y'all in interviews excuse and and here you go go bang him with that dildo and wait on a script you little white girl when i tell you every single person in the comments was like you literally proved her point you are still focused on a nigga taking dick what is you wrong have responded with you without calling now now Dwayne Wade's gay like because everyone's gay to you because and, you're looking for community but that's okay. I, we don't need you over here <laughs> but that's also another thing stay in the closet boosie please yo i'm sorry from the day one when we heard boosie when i was a child when i first heard boosie i thought she i thought it was a woman no no shade but like the way he made his voice the way he yeah. acted like when people go above and beyond to be hetero yeah yeah on some stud shit that, it's like what are you giving I don't, you know, and also I just never understood someone who openly bragged about uh, allowing and facilitating, not even allowing, I'm sorry, facilitating sexual assault on his own children. On his child. I don't I, I feel like it was more than just one. Um, 12 and 14 having grown. I have to say yeah. this over and over again because why y'all, yeah, why are why you commenting on page news that Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union let their child be or transition or be queer or yeah be whatever she is right y'all never talk about the fact that boosie talked about it for a hot minute and y'all forgot it no one forgot. even got that crazy over they, they really openly didn't. admitted 
that he let grown women, not women their age, grown women Te- rape his children. And then he calls that teaching them how to have sex. And he literally facilitated of, sexual assault. He was like, I know so, what, what, what little boys want. Do you not understand how this will fuck men up? And I has. mean, little boys up because when they don't see other, when they don't see women as actual human beings and they just see it as outlets to put their right, dick in, right. that's why there's, you are perpetuating rape culture. You're perpetuating yeah. harm to women. You're perpetuating men not seeing women as actual human beings. Right. But you don't see women as human beings. And you're not, you're definitely not upholding consent because your kids, they, you're forcing children, them to do children this. cannot consent and that, on top of that you're forcing them to do this because so what if i say no very, i don't want this yeah then you're what gonna are you be doing? mad you're gonna be badgering them hounding them that they get for all we know the they, that's them. exactly what happened and that's just i my heart aches for, for those kids, kids that are now grown um because i don't even i i just hope that they can get help and whatever they need because that's crazy that's literally it's insane really but so sad. for you to be doing all that and lord knows what else as a parent boosie uh and talking about gab Gabrielle and uh, I'm saying Gab like that's the homie. Okay, Gab, you know, you know, we don't even call her Gabri- okay. Gabrielle after Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, for y- you to be focused on what they're doing as parents with their queer, trans, beautiful daughter. I mean, I'm confused. Like, I'm very confused as to why you have a comment. But you know, here we are. So, um, yeah, I loved Gabrielle. Like, you know, addressing it, but it's also like, please, like. Just go away. I don't know. Just go Just away, go Boosie. Away. Like, please, somebody reminder delete his for account. Boosie to shut the fuck up. On some real shit. reminder. I say this all of the time, and I'm gonna say it again. Yeah, shut your ass up. Yeah, um, yeah. So I'm a. I'm very happy to get those nuts off. I feel like those were good. Th- those I were good. Really good. Yeah. We had like five more to go. We're gonna let it go. Yeah, we're gonna let it go. Trey, I have to really introduce her to the podcast, and you know, pick her brain a little bit. So take a break, and we will be back. All right, y'all. We are back um, with Trey. Hey. So, first of all, tell me about because on Instagram, what's your Instagram name? Tell me Instagram name, <laughs> <laughs> real quick. My Instagram name is Issa Trey. So what all this time it? I've been calling her Issa. I'm like, oh my god, it's like Issa Ray, but like Issa Trey. It's so crazy that that's her first and last name, like Issa Ray. And yeah, it was not that at all. And it was actually because of Issa Ray that of I made course. that name. Right now I so see fun. it. But um, yeah, hello, I'm Issa. Nice to meet you. So now I use Issa when I'm out and people don't know who I really am, like because I host a party. Oh, so you and do. people call me Issa, and okay. I'm like, hey. So that's like my that's my new alter ego. Okay. No one ever called me that before the pandemic, by the way. That's been my Instagram name for like five years. Okay, so when did you come to New York? I moved to New York in 2014. Oh, you've been so here a while. Almost, like, almost a decade. Yeah, almost a decade. It's giving, you know, a lot of years. Um, so yeah, I've been here for a used minute. To it. Yeah, I'm very used to it. I be giving people directions now. That's how you know you've been here a long time. Where's the sex train? You be like, go downstairs, take a ride. Oh, like, you're a New Yorker. I, I love it. I, yeah. Um. So. How do you feel after the, the past years of the pandemic? Did you feel that big shift and change? Like, do you feel the sense of a new normalcy? Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like I haven't, I feel like I have like autopilot, autopiloted myself into the new normal, but I definitely miss what Brooklyn, Lower East Side, Harlem used to feel like. Those were the spots I hung out at, I'm sorry, the most. Like Brooklyn, Low East Side. I used I miss what they used to feel like. I feel like they're not the same. Even when you walk around certain spots, not to give out where we're at, but we're in the Bushwick Bedside border. And when I used to walk down Broadway, I recognized a lot of shit. Now it's all the everything's closed or there's like a new something opened. It's like it's it just a weird vibe. It's a weird vibe. Um and even when they're black owned, it's just interesting to not see that longevity, literally because of the pandemic. 
So stuff that was only open two, three years didn't last or like wow. clubs that we were just really getting used to and da 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 didn't make it right through these two years. So um, I'm trying to get into so my new normal, but it. it's been it's been really weird. Like just the last couple of years after being here six years before COVID, like, I mean, nothing. I feel like nothing's going to be like that again. But see, when I yeah. came, it was so amazing to me that I can't believe that there was it was even it better. was even. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't even say it's better. I think it's a difference. And it's, it's hard to quantify better. And as, as a non-native, I would never really be like, oh, everything was better before. I just, as for my experience, right, I've only been here a limited amount of years. But definitely it was just different. A lot was different, felt different before the pandemic. Was it always this? Was it always the um, ambulance? This was always happening? This was Niggas was always dying like this? Always in a hurry, always an accident somewhere, Absolutely. I would hear on the, you know what's funny? I would hear on the podcast, the New York podcast, I would always hear um, the sirens going off. I'm like, oh, they just must be in a deadly neighborhood. No, it's, just no, it's everywhere. I work in Manhattan, 59th Street. I hear them all the time, all day. I mean, you mute them out after a while, which is great. Um, but yeah, no, so I wouldn't say better. Uh, again, as a non-native New Yorker, I'm not one of those that's like, I know this. Like, no, I don't know shit. <laughs> I know what I've experienced, right? But I, I definitely, there's just a difference. You know, and my other friends that are natives, you know, I've talked about like, how do you feel about that? And it is interesting to hear them quantify what's better to them, what's worse, what is exactly the same. The MTA is usually when they're like, bitch, it's always been terrible. <laughs> um, like, you know, certain things that I love, you know, please be the, you know, the mayor of your own city. Well, I don't even, I didn't even mean to say mayor, child. Because that man, that mayor, I don't know what he's doing. Eric. Eric Adams or whatever his name yeah. is. The, Sorry. The black man? Yeah, the black yeah. man. But I mean, like, just be the, you know, I like when when people that are from here, been here forever, are the the spokespeople. And I and I listen to that and I value that. So, yeah. That's real. Um, okay, so Trey is like, you host a event space called Global Warming. I do, um, a queer which, party. A yes. queer, is it black queer and brown? black? Okay, yeah, black and brown. It's queer, black and brown uh, centered party in brooklyn with my two really great homies i'm already smiling because i just love them uh boston sherry and uh, adair so okay yeah. i can tell you really really enjoy i do it. i really do enjoy watching it watching you host was like amazing <laughs> first of all second of all the music was so that was the first space so i love afro beats i love like reggae and i've been to a whole mm -hmm. bunch of space. this was the first time i heard my music okay like, this it made me feel like i was in college again we all played this shit really? every motherfucking song I went. You're like this is my that. shit. This is my shit, and of course, I've always go to these events with my friend Ife, and so we're always in her her space. And I love all type of music, so except country. But anyways, I the, the Let's black just be country. Clear. What, what what we used to have, um, but white people country, I don't fuck with. Okay, but this was the first time I felt like I was in college again, or like I lived it mm, up I at night that. i saw you i'm like why have i not gone to these spaces but i had just been to yeah. all the raw honey events was what i first came in and, and yeah. knew so i had not just gotten around to the global warming events and i like oh my god i had the time of my life that that, is, that really warms my heart hearing that because it's it's not easy to put on events and then like hope i mean you always hope people are fucking having a good time and they're enjoying themselves right but when you hear it from people and you like you know get that affirmation it means a lot. Um, yeah, yeah, it is really, it's really cool. It's really fun. They hired me. I always say Adair and, and Boston are my bosses. And they're like, bitch, we're not your boss. But my bosses offered me the job to host. Okay, so how did When, it, last year? Yeah, So November. how long had it been going on? So how Global Warming started in 2018. Okay. Uh, again, just Adair and Boston. And they used to just hire guest DJs, similar to what we do now. Okay. Um, and they would do it at like Cafe Urzuli. I think they used to do oh, that. Oh, it's across the street. Yeah, you, you live right near it. I mean, uh, somewhere down 
Street Bar. Just in case anyone, <laughs> oh, no. and just in case you got any fans, it's very oh, far away. <laughs> Another borough, I actually. About that all the time. <laughs> I'd be thinking I'm not there. You did say it people first. People will really dead ass do some weird shit. I'm like, it wasn't me, y'all. I've had people get obsessed with me over my podcast, so let me stop. Yeah, it has we might have to edit life. that out. We should edit that out. Okay, Anyways, so um, they've had. Let's <laughs> do. Um, they started in 2018. Global warming, just Boston and Adair, and um, they would do like um different parties at like Cafe Urzuli. I think they were at like Secret Project Robot. They've done stuff at like Three Dollar Bill, like different, just like very known like Brooklyn things. And then because of the pandemic, they were kind of on a hiatus before the pandemic, and then that made it a little bit longer. They brought it back in June of 2021, and okay, that's um, when I just got to New York. Um. When they brought it back, like everything had just reopened. So even their first Pride party, and I had been cool with both of them, but not in the same way. Like we're super close now. We're like, you know, family and shit now. But um, I've just been going to, like I've known them for years, but like in their event space and like, hey, what's up? Da 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 da. But not like kind of like how you and I just DMing. Mm-hmm. Boston and I remember one time they were going to move to the South and I was like telling them how I made sweet tea. Like oh. years ago, I was like, oh, bitch, get the bags, get the black tea. Like I was, we were really in the DMs in like 2018. So South I had known where? where were they going to move? Um, I think they were considering like South or North Carolina. Oh, okay. And this conversation literally was me showing I was boiling hot tea on the stove. And they're like, <laughs> what are you making? I'm like, bitch, let me tell you. So um, from that though, um, they had a little hiatus or some sort of just like break, you know, reset, whatever. The pandemic hit. And when they brought that shit back for Pride Month of 2021, it was like everybody, no one had ever been to like a black queer party in their lives. I mean, lying down the block, people oh couldn't get in, people calling God. for favors. Like it was the shit. And they were had another host at the time, but I was just there as friends. Like these are my people, like let's, let's party. Then something happened. They saw something in me. My bosses reviewed my resume. No, I'm kidding. And they literally were like, bitch, do you want to host? Like, do you want to host the party? You're infectious. Like, well, I believe it. Oh, stop. So you I'm are. Like, okay thank you so much for real i'm trying to get better at taking compliments thank you so much um and they were basically just like do you want to be part of the collective more more than just a host because i do like admin stuff like i you know reach out to venues i'll talk to like our promoters and different and try to get us different deals and stuff so i'm more part of the collective too and i think you know it doesn't really matter if people don't know that but i'm like they really kind of trusted that i had something there like Mm -hmm. they were just like could bring yeah could bring something to it so i've been doing that for over a year now which is crazy to say um and yeah it's just really fun like adair okay. and sherry are fucking crazy Listen, and amazing t- take this compliment because you hosting was the shit i had a regular wow. ass conversation with you then you went on stage and i'm like is this the same person this and it's crazy that was Issa. when i saw you on right <laughs> when i saw you online and we okay so y'all we got cool specifically online specifically because every fucking comment <laughs> that this fucking girl made it was like snatch the words out of my mouth i'm I like i have skill. never seen anyone comment like we were comment besties and we would I'm be like, talking about real shit too real it'd be like, that, 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 that. and then it'd be like <gasps> yeah and then we would go in the dms and like dissect it some literally. more or sometimes not but also be like bitch that i would was, literally write yeah. and be like i came to say this right here and like, i would be dead i'm like brie is always you know Yo. i love that and so it's like 
it's almost like a little bit intimidating when you see someone online because like you had like such a persona and you hosted these events. It's almost like celebrity. And that's what I love about New York. You can rub, you can sit next to someone on subway who is like Solange, yeah. like dead ass. Andy so, Cohen, whoever. Yeah, for real. Literally and, be- and in Texas, if someone is a promoter, you ain't getting nowhere near them. They think that they hot shit, they sadity, they act a certain way, they present yeah, themselves a certain way. And it's way. not the same vibe here. It's like, we all cool. Like, Yo, everyone's amazing, literally. You, so to see you just be so regular, cool, like, hey, what's up, girl? And then go yeah. on stage and like be the life of the fucking party like stop yo it, it was fucking amazing you do a great job no um, thank you i really do appreciate it so um, does my voice because it's been suffering from these parties <laughs> <No>. <laughs> i'm over here like i'll do whatever it takes <laughs> um to the last vocal cord <laughs> I'm gonna be miming on the stage soon. Oh, what's his name from Empire? Terrence. Oh, <laughs> Nami sounded like Terrence. Lord, I can't. I gotta go, May. y'all. This is the end. <laughs> this has been nice. That's all you're gonna know about me. Hey. Wrapping up. Okay, I wanted to know where they got the name. Where did they? I don't actually know. That's know? crazy, right? I never asked that. I'm assuming it's because they're like, oh, it's hot. Oh, global warming. <laughs> global it's a, warming. It's a nice pun. Just celebrate the fucking end but of the world. The, <laughs> real, right. Celebrate the end of the world. The real tea is that I also do the content and I manage the social oh, media that's what's on up. the page. And people actually. Stop. But yes, people actually uh, hire me, Venmo me. Okay. They, um, people that are climate justice warriors and people that are, they tag our page. They literally will tag. It, it happened recently again. And I always end up deleting them. But I think it's hilarious <laughs> no! that people will be like, the forest is burning. And they will tag our global, global warming, warming instead of like, this is the last one that happened. With, oh, it went away. Damn. Oh. But I always went through and deleted them. But like, yeah, this is the last one that happened. It was just like a burning forest. And it was like, glo- they just tagged like, oh. this is what's happening in the world. I wish I had. We should still be aware because climate change is real. We should still be very aware right. and do our, our due diligence yes. because it's. Yeah, yeah, yes. we should. But we should also party. And okay. it's also the boomers' should... fault anyway. So okay. let's also take some grace off of our... No, no, no. But I think also just in general, it's like, obviously it's a very real thing, Issue. right? So people are like, oh, there's a page called that. Like, I'm tagging it before cool. I even know what it's about. It's still low-key reminding people that it's happening. Right, like, it is. It's, it's, I like That's it. That's what I'm going to start I saying. Like now it. I got a new PR answer. I'm going to be like, it's actually social justice. Donate to our GoFundMe. Like, I'm going to just be all... Um, and donate to me because I just thought of that right now. Okay? Yes, thank you so much. I'm going to give you 12%. <laughs> We'll talk about it on the back end. Okay, I'm like, heard. that's fine. Y'all but yeah, that. I do not know the answer, but I'm going to ask Adair and Sherry, and I'll post it when I repost the episode. Okay, so... Um, how do y'all feel if straights or cisgendered whites do come to the party? How, like, what is y'all hmm. like? How do y'all feel about that? Is it are they allowed? Are they encouraged? Yeah. So that's the thing. Like, allies are welcome. Um, and you know the beauty about natural segregation <laughs> is that they just a lot of times don't come. Okay. Because they see black and brown centered. They see all the photos. They see the social media. They're like, oh, it's like black people here there's brown people it's like oh there's no diversity in these photos maybe that party is not for me and i'm not gonna say all white people no, and straight people have that awareness the i know they don't real quick i yes. know that they do not all have this awareness but i think there is something special to be said anyway about global warming kind of having more first of all we have a actual fan base that i love i love seeing the same motherfuckers like over and over i want new people me to come too. of course but i love when it's like wow y'all are really like dedicated to our once a month like you know party like energy collective that we're putting together for y'all and like knowing that it kind of stays to that there's something special about that, that. Special. like i can't say that like there's never it's any community. straight people there's never any white people but there's a strong sense of community that i'm like 
community is just so tossed around and whatever. I'm just like, I get that it doesn't always feel that way, but I think it's great when you notice it. You're like, there's at least 50 people here that I've literally seen all year. That's that's amazing. And we always, Boston, me and Adair are always like, wow, like they really show up for us, right? But again, back to your point, I think there really is something that's natural about white people kind of being like, oh, I don't know that I belong there and not coming. I love that mm -hmm. because you also don't feel like you would fit in and you don't. And you don't. So you're running with not that and whatever bias and insecurities you have over that, you can't be in a room full of black people, stick with that. Stick I'm, with I'm, that. Very, I'm mm -hmm. being very true. Um, there was a, a, a the read episode where Crystal in one of the listener letters was like, if your white boyfriend hasn't made, yeah, if your white boyfriend hasn't naturally made any black friends, you might need to let that go. That's how I feel. If you're not comfortable walking in a room, you could be white and queer and still be like, oh, this might not be the party for yes. me. Follow that. I'm sorry. Um, and then again, if you are comfortable and you're respectful and you're great and there's nothing going on that's weird, straight or white, you know, whatever, then yes, come to the party, enjoy it. But okay. I, you know, as soon as anyone is like, oh, that white person is getting in all my videos, they won't let me take a selfie without jumping all in front of me. Mm -hmm. When those complaints start happening, it's no, now we got to talk to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is not the space for that. Um, and even colloquially, I feel like black people know when to do that to other black people. And a lot of times we mind our business, but white people don't have the same sense of awareness and they'll be thinking they're literally joking. We know this, we know, and we could go real deep, but they'll be interrupting a nice video or someone. I remember I, we literally saw someone, not, it wasn't at our party, walking in from the entrance and this white guy just kept being like this in the back. And you know, sis is trying to get this for her reels or maybe for a little story moment. All black people know this. Everyone else stood to the side and this white Literally. guy who was waiting with, I think it looked like some other people of color, decided to in keep interrupting the video. And me and Esther, we're like, where's the awareness, you, right? Y'all don't be having it. So my point awareness. is, yeah, if you're doing weird shit, if anybody even comes over and is like, oh, I think, you know, there's a straight couple in the corner and they're trying to solicit queer. If anything like that ever happened, which it hasn't that I know about our party, we would be like, you absolutely have to go. But it awesome. is a little, it is a little difficult, I'll say, because there are a lot of our queer community that's like, we like that it's mostly just, we know it's going to be black and brown queers. Like, they love that so much that sometimes it is hard to be like, come one, come all, you know, because we don't want to make them feel, or they end up being the minority sometimes. Because you see how these venues suddenly switch in parties that never really had white people at them. Mm. It's like 50 of them, 10 in the corner. And you're yep. like, who invited y'all? Who so, invited? Mm, you know, again, not, and not to be a, the spokesperson for who can and can't come. I just think it's like. I think it's important. It's important to, to host that. that space and be like, we can control a certain amount of things. A lot of stuff is not in my control, in our control as black people. If we can say we mostly want this audience, we want this audience to feel safe. We're focused on y'all. I think that's powerful. That's important to like. And not take lightly either. You know right. what I mean? So I do love that. But again, it can come with some weird like feelings that I don't pay attention to. Yeah. <laughs> but other people might feel like, can I bring my white friend? If you have to ask that, I think that it says a lot. I personally think it says a lot. Because yes. I don't be asking that about nobody. I don't really no. have white, white friends like exactly. that. I work with enough of them. I'm good. Same. But yeah, if you're wondering mm -hmm. if your white friend is going to feel comfortable in the space, they probably won't feel comfortable in the space. Come. Probably should stay at home. Probably should go to um, where literally anywhere else. Actually, because their space is for y'all. Yeah. Um, you might have answered this, but I'm gonna ask it anyway. Why was it important for y'all to have a space specifically for black and brown queers? Yeah, that's Instead a good... of just come anyone or yeah, and I think Boston and Adair would probably better answer this since they started. Of course. The um, you know, I'm sorry, I wasn't aware. Like, and, no, it's and okay. And we need you... to make sure that people know listening to this that this is not your space that you created. Right, you right, hosting, right. Um, because I don't want to take credit from them, but I didn't know if it was something y'all yeah. all created together. Yeah, so. right, right. And you're newer in New York. I, I honestly did not expect you to know, and that's that's totally okay. Um, 
I I already don't forgot the question, child. <laughs> Why was it important that they had a space oh, specifically I'm for black and brown? So there queer. were other collectives that had like like you know spaces, but it wasn't a lot of like diversity. I think back when they made the space in like presentation and mask, you know, just mask folks, dark skin folks, whatever. Like that was already happening, but it was like they felt like okay, there aren't too many spaces like this. Let's go ahead and be a part of creating one. Um, and I know like at that time like. You know, not to, again, this doesn't have to be about like shouting out anyone specific or I don't want to leave anyone out either. But like Brooklyn Boyhood was a really popular party for a long time and a lot of years. And it was like, oh, my God, they love seeing that representation and love seeing like, okay, these like mass queer folks like leading this party. Poppy Juice was another one that they're different uh, POC collective um, that kind of just like blew up and like has this great. So I think they wanted to, you know, be a part of that. And then ongoingly know that there are options for folks. There, There are a lot more black and brown centered queer parties and that's great like i feel like we love that actually so you can actually just like choose kind of where you want to go and like you have options and just remaining a part of that has Mm. been really important to boston and adair like it's like their whole 20s i mean uh, brooklyn is at brooklyn boston is actually from brooklyn as well so it's like them being here and creating yeah um (laughs) they spent time in both cities i'll let them tell their own story because it's so funny when people are like where are they from? And I'm like, ask, ask Boston. <laughs> um, but they are also, they really just love being able to be here and be in Brooklyn and like have a queer party for themselves. Mm-hmm. Like that I'm sure they would have wanted to exist when they were younger. Right. And they were mm-hmm. finding the queer scene and trying to see where they should go. And like, I think it's a full circle moment in a lot of ways for both of them. I love that and just so for me much. again, just loving to go out and be around folks. I'm like, yo, like it means a lot for me to also know that people are like, Oh, we're finding solace here. Like we actually, enjoy coming here yes, so and you feel fucking safe yeah and you feel safe and you're like oh my god even if something does happen with the security's on it if anything's going on like they're not we're not just like blindly throwing these parties we're like making sure people are is someone too drunk it's all, like you know we're literally mm-hmm. trying to make sure that things are people okay are we're not safe. just like mindlessly throwing this party so that's what i love about it i think that's one of my favorite things it's like being responsible for the community in a way that like y'all also feel it like y'all know if we you, do you know what i mean this is the safest i have my mom always is scared and like protect your cups make sure you're not getting um date rapes when you're going out i said mom yeah. this is the safest i have ever felt in my life being amongst other women and queers i don't even yeah. think that that shit will happen right. to me. there's so many people who would look out for me if i just fell out on the floor yeah even if you I would not myself, feel people would look out for me if i got yeah, uh, not saying that it could never happen. In no, place, absolutely. But like, yeah, people yeah. would have my back, and I know it, yeah. even if they didn't fucking know me. Um, but yeah. you you brought up Brooklyn Boyhood. They had a party. Uh, they had been gone for they were on hiatus, and they came back and had like this one random party. They had a party where y'all, I love this. They had <laughs> tickets for sale, and and it was. I think it was like $25 and then they had ally tickets for sale. So it was black people's tickets were like 25 and then ally tickets were 35. So just an idea for anyone that white people having to pay more. I'm always with that shit. And people was paying it. And um, uh, that party uh, gush does that also. They're like $75 for cis straight men cis white men or something. And then it's like 20 for everyone else and something like that. They always say on there. Cause if you really talking about it, yeah. Okay. You can afford it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. Um, what do you love most about hosting? Oh my God. What I okay, I love the most about hosting is that when Boston or Adair plays a song and they know it's my shit. And I'm just like, I've heard this, I've heard this, I've no, heard, I've been with truly, you. Truly. 
Yeah, I, what's the song? What's the song? What's the song? So like, because Beyonce rules my life now, uh, another Virgo and just, uh, I'm addicted to them. It's crazy. Um, heated, like heated is my song. Oh, like you don't talk to me, too. leave me alone. I don't care what we was talking about. You could have been, oh, my ankle hurt. I'm running away <laughs> and I'm going to go dance. Um, there's a lot of songs. Okay. Adair always plays um, Tedra Moses, Just Want to Be Your Girl. So the the K Trinata uh, remix or mix. I think that's what they played. That you went yes. crazy to at that night. That, I'm sure because I there's a couple of now. You know, it's like when someone asks your favorite song, you can't think of it. There's a couple other things. Boston has some mixes that I love. There's a Mariah Carey one. They don't play that often, but when they played it, I'm like, ah, I love this mix. Um, they also have a Jill Scott remix that I really, really love. Um, just a bunch of like, oh, I love like Wizkid and and Burner Boy. So they when they play like really like something that I'm like. Love this song. That's my favorite part about hosting. It. it should be more about the people, but it's really about I'm no, like my niggas playing my shit. About the people because when we see you on that stage getting high, it makes us hype. Like, I love that, uh, and I also love when people dance with me because I, I you mentioned something about that approachability shit. Come dance with a real nigga. Come dance with me. Oh, like shit. people are like, some people don't care, but I'm sure some people are like, oh maybe their partners here. Maybe that that don't matter. Let's dance, <laughs> and I, I don't even mean that. intimately like bring your ass on the stage. I don't care. No, right, like, right. Let's, let's have a good dance. time. Like, that's probably that's what we're here for. That's what we're there for, you know? I love that. Okay. So how do you, how is it being a part of all these multiple like businesses, projects, and also having a nine to five? Because Trey has a whole. It's terrible, y'all. Regular schmegler job. It's terrible. I also host a book swap called Black Book Swap in oh Brooklyn. Oh my God. Yes, I'm I a do. I'm book nerd. How I, did I not? Have we never talked about I this? have no idea because we'd be over here in the comments talking about like world peace. The life. Okay. Um, <laughs> Um, so I do do a lot of stuff. I love my book swap. It's my baby. Started in 2020. Um, and I, um, it is hard. Okay. It is hard juggling everything. I feel like that dream or facade or whatever of like, oh my God, you know, hustle and da da da. Oh, so cool. I sure. don't align with that at all. So I'm tired. I'm a sleepy baby. Okay. I'm like, <laughs> okay. I'm not picking up another nothing. I'm going to bed. Like, I'm really that person. So for me, juggling all of the stuff that I do. I have to really still find enjoyment in it. Not my nine to five because I need to pay my bills. So the enjoyment in that is dead. I'm, that's contractual. It's giving, gotta be here until survival. I find something else. <laughs> survival, I pay my bills, right? That's different, but like balancing my nine to five, global warming, my book swap, and then little freelance writing stuff I do on the side. Like I write for BuzzFeed books. Yeah, um, they also just laid off a lot of people today, so. And you did not get laid off? No, I'm not an employee. I'm a contractor. Oh, like I freelance God. for them every now and then. So I'm like, damn, I hope I can keep freelancing. I don't know what their budget's looking like. But wow. I still try to find or remember rather the passion I have for certain things. And that can help me out a little bit. But um, for the most part, I really also try to be strict. I'm not doing 18 global warming parties a month. That's I'm gonna be true. real with you. We're doing one, maybe two. If it's a special month, might throw in a third. But like, no, like I have to be clear on what I really can what do. What you can commit um, to, because I, it's so easy to get drained in New York City. As much it possibility is. and inspiration and like love <sighs> you find here with work or creative creative stuff, your friends, social circles, you get fucking tired. Like you I have a lot of out. really close friends that are kind of all we're all experiencing this, even within us taking breaks and having boundaries and thinking we're doing, we still be tired. So yeah. you got to listen to that. I think that's the only way I can balance it. I'm like, I'm a sleepy baby. I need to go to bed. That's real. Like that's I can't right. have plans this weekend. I want to cuddle or be by myself or just go to the grocery store in the gym. I, I get to say what I want to do. And that's, that's literally how I balance it. I'm like, no, no that's again, true. except for the job. Cause I have to go there. I have to pay taxes and all that. But, um, <laughs> but other than that, that's really how I try to stick with, 
being multifaceted, tapping into a lot of different industries and really caring making time for, for yourself. Myself. Yes. Literally caring for yourself. Okay, so what advice would you have for creatives trying to maintain since you talked about it being so busy in New York? What mm-hmm. what advice do you have for us? Like, damn, I don't um I guess we keep backing off what I was just saying, really, really, but going deeper, really, really being firm on your boundaries, your yeses, your nos, mm-hmm. your rate, honestly, what you're right. you're willing to do That's things it. for. Ooh, because I, I, the people be lying when they like money don't buy happiness, bitch, but it buys less of something sometimes, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, or more of something. And I think a lot of times we compromise that because we're like new at something or I just want the opportunity. And sometimes the rate really will make you a little more comfortable with like, actually doing something and committing to something and not being resentful so harboring those feelings of resentment after you've done a job that you don't you know you could have got paid more for that that matters um that's so real i'm glad you said that. that's really it's really true and i'm still struggling with it too i'm still a work in progress go ahead definitely still a work in progress but therapy has helped me a lot i love i'm in therapy i love it i hadn't been in years like since i was in college actually and uh, my self-help books, we're only doing so much okay. self-help. New York will um, make you know that therapy is needed. Yeah, yeah. So Talkspace, my dog. Uh, <laughs> I do better help. My, yeah. So shout out to both of those. Shout out to just getting and, and having, you know, thankfully access to care that's that's working, I think, for me in a you way that. You a black woman therapist? Yes, I, I know. That's right. And from the okay. South, child. I was, that was a me lucky too. part. Black and from the South. Not queer, wow. you know. You can't not, get everything can't we want. can't get everything. Okay. She's made yeah. me really come to terms with my spirituality, though. So. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. that's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I've talked to her a lot about my hyper, hyper productivity and independence and all that. She's definitely helped me realize. Uh, my therapist really helped me realize like my hyper productivity and like feeling like I had to be doing a certain thing, which made me not decide not to go to law school and different things like that. Make me realize that like I really it's OK for me to like listen to myself and really like chill the fuck out. I've just been I've been like a just like a busybody for so long. And Capital, I'm still I'm still busy. We'll do that shit. Right. Though. I'm still busy in a way, but like I don't feel the way I felt previously being like, I need to do this. Am like I gonna go back to school? Am I gonna you know yeah. still valuable? And that whole climb the ladder, like get another degree shit, which is great if y'all wanna do that. Shout out to y'all. <laughs> but I also used to really equate that shit with my self worth and my and actual value mm-hmm. and like who i am in this world and i'm like yo nothing helped me flush that out better than the last i've been back in therapy for like five months mm-hmm. really she's helped me it a lot really with that does. so that i think that's um i would like to say therapy is a good way for maybe like creatives to like maintain themselves and da, da, da. but i know that not everyone is either gonna go to therapy doesn't have access to therapy maybe they have other ways of like you know um I was going to say self-soothing child. I told you I'm a sleepy baby. <laughs> but more like, you know, they can rec- work on themselves without yeah. right, therapeutic healing. things and healing without, you know, a, 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 a mental health professional. But I think that is like important for me anyway. Like it definitely is. This is the most tapped into my creativity I've ever been. And I think not having a therapist right now would mean a lot for me. Like it would be a lot different for me. I'd be all over the place, actually. <laughs> I think that's what it would be. I spent a lot of my 20s honestly thinking that like, um, climbing the ladder, having like these accolades educationally or like mm-hmm. work ethic was my value. And now that I'm like at 30, passion is about everything. Being able to create right? and have That's passion crazy. is truly what makes me happy. Nothing, even if I got the best job or made all this money, that still is me surviving. 
Like right. I truly right. feel like I'm living and happy when I'm creating. And I think there's something that people tell us to ignore in a way. Like we've been taught that we literally all have been taught that I've worked in law firms where like the lawyers are all literally like, I should have gone to art school. I should have just stayed with my band. And they're like so resentful and nasty and hateful because they also, to that point, did not care about passion at the time. It was paycheck. A lot of them, it was lineage. My dad was a lawyer. My mom, this, my mom's this, my dad's this. And no one really was like, oh, what do I want to do? What do I like? Mm, And now I like this thing and I can only do it in the closet at night. Yeah. You know, painting or whatever. Literally, one of my my bosses had a easel in her office and would paint at work. She was like, great at it but i feel like i feel like i remember when i was going to school like and i was gonna go get my degree and i wanted to be an art teacher or i wanted to do something with art and like i'm so creative like clearly um and i remember i was telling my mom and my art teacher about it and both of them were like girl don't do that like ain't no money in that wow my own art teacher who i thought who i looked up to i thought thought she was gonna say wow i thought she's gonna be proud of me and and told me to pursue it but literally both of them was like no do something that people will always need no one's gonna ever respect or care about the arts which is totally false because art makes the world go round. Like art is everything. They What they didn't tell you is that you can do literally anything with art. Um, There's so many art mediums. Yeah. And that's why I loved coming to New York because no one took my podcast or me having a creative. Everyone took that. as like, oh, your hobby. What are you really doing with your life? Um, so to come to New York where your hobby can literally be with like, is your whole career. You yeah. can make millions off of your passions. You can do things that you love um, because I was talked out of that. And I love that I came to a place where like, you can collab with other people. You can, right. I can draw for someone's um, restaurant, their sign, and make like a whole bunch of money because they use that logo. So it's just, it's beautiful to be in a place where like your passions are taken seriously. Yeah. And, we and you can see that cool. now. Yeah. yeah. You can see that there's possibilities. And like, I don't know the way, yeah, like you said, we've been trained out of thinking like that. I know. You're like, okay, well, I can, I can feel that and know that about myself now. Like yeah. all I can do is going forward know like, Damn, there's just so much possibility out here. And it it does suck that sometimes it takes like a move or like, you know, they also talk about a lot of people going overseas. Like when I went to Paris, I realized how much food is makes the world go round. It's like, why don't we get that sometimes because in our we own have to backyard, get out of our right? Zone. We have to. We have to get out of our little bubble. Yeah, we do. Yeah. To thrive. I know people who lived in New York their whole life and had to get out of this, I had to get out where they were born here to be Yeah, to, yeah. To think differently. Um, but on that note, about pursuing other adventures and passions Mm -hmm. the last thing i wanted to ask you is what projects or like even other passions what things are you looking forward to doing or pursuing in the near future um i don't have anything uh, i do have new things coming up but not new and not aligned with what i'm already doing global warming has a valentine's day party on february 10th i'm going or 11th whichever one is that saturday before valentine's day it's gonna be really cute we're, we're trying out a new location and we'll announce all of that on our socials at globalwarming.inc um if you want to follow us and uh for black book swap I'm doing a panel in February at Soho House, Soho Works or something like that. They have like a co-working section of Soho House. And I'm going to be interviewing a really dope author, trying to get into author interviews more. So that's really exciting. That's exciting for me. Um, Yeah. Now that I know you're a book nerd, I'm sorry. I I really thought you knew that I I do the book swap thing. Meeting the author is like so Oh, yeah. I love going to author talks. Even if I don't read their books sometimes, I just want to hear them talk about their books. I'm serious. I love that. Go on YouTube and shit and just look at authors I love. 
And um, what else do I have coming up? I have another book swap in January. I'll also post about. Um, and if y'all want to follow Black Book Swap, it's BLK Book Swap. So Black Book Swap, spelled <laughs> like that. And it's really, um, I think that's it. I don't really have anything else new coming up, but I do want to get back into uh doing yoga a lot more i used to do i've done yoga on and off for like the last like 10 years um and i want to get back into that i love moving my body around i like trying out new poses just seeing what my body can do um on theme with new york being a lot sometimes we'd be ripping and running and then like forget to literally be like oh wait my back it hurts like how have i been sitting killing me out here oh my brother has scoliosis damn (laughs) no i'm so sorry i'm like (laughs) i know it's terrible yeah so i want to i want to kind of do a little more wellness focused things in the future too i mean starting now but like you know that's that's all i really have coming up i kind of want to ask you too what do you have coming up uh don't put me on the spot <laughs> sorry it's your podcast you're I, in control i don't know about projects i'm actually looking for i'm doing an interview with this photographer i was super excited oh wow i was so excited to interview you i was feeling so bad today i had a migraine so bad all day i had a migraine oh last night to the point where i cried myself to sleep i have been getting i have never been someone who has migraines. oh wow i don't know what's been going on lately but i lost a lot of weight and i have migraines so bad that like it's starting to scare me so i'm gonna see the doctor and go to texas but my point was i wanted to interview you so bad that like i have been prepping myself taking medicine getting oh it together because i did not want to cancel this interview i was like oh my this God. is all yo also please don't push yourself like that for me ever again lord i knew if i told you, you would definitely say that but like i didn't want yeah. you to think i was not serious about no, interviewing yeah i, I would have yeah very seriously and if it had gotten to the point where i didn't recover i wouldn't have done it I yeah i would have been like I like if you really were be. out for the count you yes yeah, because i didn't I want you. it to be a terrible interview but i legit two hours before you got here i took a um i took i literally had to lay down because my head was killing me and i got up and i was like okay i can oh, do this that's um, great i'm yeah. really glad to hear that yeah so i was excited to interview you and i'm so excited to interview um this photographer that like took the family portraits of me and my kids so wow yes, that's gonna be week. really nice I'm excited about that so i have those two things coming up and i'm just really trying to continue to um not just interview random people but like people who are actually making waves in brooklyn that matter like that yeah. like you your event space matters to like black queers like myself and then this photographer specifically cares about they give they are like well established and they still give free shoots to black people who need it they'll just wow. stop what they're doing for the week and be like who they did free a free shoot for me and my kids because they were like anyone who just can who doesn't have the money who wants this for their family and just literally did it that's so, so like, important and beautiful wow I, and specifically black people and white people got on there going off because he has a huge following white people got went on there going off and he went in he was like because it's not for y'all it's for my people because they don't have the audacity like the the audacity the caucasity um so that was the fact that he doubled down on it and on this platform where he has all these white followers or not he has a lot of followers um of all different races and ethnicities and he still doubled down and gave them the business that was like "Mm, that's amazing gotta get him on i can't wait to hear that interview i definitely will be following listening liking subscribing all that yes get into my podcast yes no i really do this is terrible i'll take an episode to listen to a fan favorite it's been my highest listen to so you can get on a good episode (laughs) um yeah but just thank you so much for being on i wanted to say before you go if you ever decide I will definitely help with this. If you ever want to do a yoga or a book session nude, 
I think what? that would yes, why not? I mean, I would do. They have new book would clubs, do it. and I checked it out one time, and I was a like, "This is book. really." I've just never heard of it. My my shock was that I've never heard of. When this. I came to New York, they had a new. Of course, it was white people, but I'm like, if they had oh, a black child. space like that, a that was raw club. and like, nude, fully cause we, nude. Because we come into the session fully raw, nude, and we're just like exposing ourselves and really talking and about I'm a talking book. Talking about the books. Get, yes, I'm like. I would love to do that because people put so much weight on being nude and sexualizing our bodies. Like, let's just come and bear all. And if it like, becomes sexual, oh well. But no, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. Swinging. No, I was like, well, you never know. <laughs> no, wow. I, I never thought about that. I have to really, wow. I did also, I'm sorry. I, I meant to say I never heard of a nude book club, but I have heard of nude yoga, yoga of course. Like yeah. that's. But I'm like, what? I kind of want to look it up, but if it's all white people, I don't want to see that. No, I, I don't want nightmares. I'm there was nothing for us. <laughs> right, like, right. You ever just feeling like, I want to do I this? I really wonder who would want to do that. A lot I'm of people so... would show up for that. Especially like people who are like trans or transitioning who want to be comfortable with themselves or like people who are just trying to be really comfortable with their bodies. Because I know I'm trying to be just yeah. comfortable with the way I look at all sizes and just be it's like it's comforting knowing that we're all nude here together and it's like it's not a big deal yeah and we're literally yeah. talking about a common thing and it's not the body the so body. if that comes up again oh well okay. <laughs> no but i really that's a great idea yeah just Damn, i have to give you there. another 12 percent you gave me an idea <laughs> you earlier you're just me. adding up i don't like, me, this. like help host anything i would love to be a part of that yes so, that's dope yeah. okay yeah i'm here for it yeah well thank you for joining me i love that like i told you just be like a 30 45 minute episode we just like went in i love it i love okay. it okay um love picking your brain so thanks y'all if you want to follow Issa trey on instagram can you give them your instagrams real quick before we go uh my instagram is Issa trey i-s-s-a T-R-A-E and it's private so uh, pending um, my bookstagram page is Black Book Swap B-L-K Book Swap and it's the same on all platforms um, and Global Warming my party Black, Brown, Queer folks if you're trying to have fun follow us at globalwarming.inc and Global Warming spelled all regular regular yeah. um, and what's your Venmo? my Venmo is okay. dollar sign <laughs> uh, Tracy T-R-A-C-E-Y Higgs H-I-G-G-S Okay, so uh, hit us up, okay? Pay my bills, y'all. Bye. Bye. All right, y'all, I'm back, and I'm here to bring you guys my Black Sheep of the Week. But before I do that, I really want to say thank you so much to Trey for bringing her ass up here to the fifth floor of my Brooklyn apartment, okay? And just really doing that amazing interview I think it was so magical how we drug Vladimir Putin's bitch ass <laughs> and on a Tuesday and then two days later while recording this um, our girl Brittany Griner was free so will I say that dragging his ass and him shitting on himself had any correlation to her being free I don't know but it, it'd be a great cover up to not have to talk about the fact that you old and shitting yourself at 70 years old good week but like she so my black sheep of the week is going to none other than Brittany Griner, who is an amazing American basketball player who was overseas in Russia in the first fucking place because the insane discrepancy and, and wage gap, like the the pay gap in the in her wages and not making what what the people who do the same thing as her in the NBA make. It's just the fact that she was even over there having to spend time away from her amazing wife and her family. It's just it's really fucked up. She was even there fucked up that because of a vape pen with a small amount of weed. 
she had to spend 10 months in prison. So I am just so thankful that she was released today. And it's just so liberating. Like I was crying this morning. It was just so liberating to know that our president actually gave a fuck about her, which a lot of you people don't have empathy for black women, clearly. But the fact that he really pushed for this woman's release and did what he said he was going to do. I just, I don't know. I'm just, I feel like I could finally breathe and I'm not going to let any of you whole ass niggas who have built all of your livelihoods on the backs of black women who have absolutely no empathy for her. Tear this moment down for us because Brittany Grinder, you're my black sheep of the week. You made it through, through this time. They shaved your head. They tried to break your spirit. You came back with what a smile on your face. You came back to the U.S. grateful and thankful to be here and you made it. I don't know a lot of people who could have made it, who were literally men who could have made it 10 months in a Russian prison. Think about what Hopper went through on Stranger Stranger Things when they shaved his head and did all that. She went through so much and she is still here smiling. This is a woman who has been a celebrity to me even before she was in the WNBA because I'm from Texas. She went to Baylor. So she was already amazing to me. Like we were like when she was playing in Waco, we were like, oh, my God, this woman is amazing. Two thousand points, 500 block shots. And this woman can hang with the niggas, with the best of them. And honestly, if sexism didn't exist and it was no WNBA and NBA, these women would be up there with these men. I Nothing can keep me from thinking this except for the fact that like all y'all are so sexist. Because when I go to these WNBA games, these women are balling. They're balling. There is nothing in a man's stupid ass body or dumb ass thought process that just means that they were born better or stronger than women. If anything, y'all are made from women. Y'all come out, y'all are, you know, when the, the sperm meets the egg, you are women first and then build the extra parts. So you come from us. All these niggas is my sons. So this is just a moment to say that we never gave gave up hope we always were here for you black women stood beside you we saw you we understood and we are so thankful that you were that you were back okay we really really are and i hope that you are able to heal from this trauma i honestly thought that she was going to be there for nine fucking years and i'm just so y'all i'm just so thankful no one can take this joy i feel for this this woman my black woman joy no one could take that from us so here's to you brainy grinder Okay, what I've been watching. All right, I'm going to start with Abbott Elementary because I'm wet, tired. Okay, the slow burn is killing me. When I watched The Office and Pam and Jim, it took them forever to get together. That slow burn was so annoying because they needed to be together. So watching Janine and Gregory do this tomfoolery, this episode had me shook from the first couple of minutes it was just going 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 I'm like oh the kids wouldn't settle in the house and I'm like can y'all be quiet because this episode is fully fucking loaded from the beginning from um Zach (laughs) it's pronounced Zach from Zach singing Christmas carols and not wanting to let his white boyfriend come home and embarrass him with his off keys uh singing voice it was just a hilarious episode I love that they continue to make like the side characters reoccurring characters because you know we love us some Courtney Taylor the friend who took Janine out that's my girl that is my best friend that she don't she don't even know me but we best friends in my head that's my girl um because I've been rooting for her since before she was like famous since before she was on Insecure 
here. I've been watching her stuff since way back when, when she just had like these funny videos about um, customer service. She is hilarious. So to see her as a reoccurring character, to see Zach as a reoccurring character, like I love it. Um, so the fact that Janine and Gregory are like, oh, we're going to go out. They're having this awkward moment like, oh, okay, see you. It's winter break, blah, blah. And then they go out to the same hookah bar. And not only that, Janine was there to hook up with someone, okay? <laughs> Her joke, not mine. You know, I'm not corny. <laughs> yeah, girl. But anyways, and she sees Gregory. First of all, they both look fly. Why Gregory think... Gregory is so... Such an awkward black dude. But like, of course, black men, as long as they're attractive, they can be anything they want. Got this gold chain. Think he fly. He is fly. We love him. Why they both sit show, show up to this hookah spot. And then not only that, but Ava walks by and she's like, uh-uh, don't look at them. I don't talk to lying people, which is hilarious because of the story I told earlier. Okay. Because my New York City moment, I don't wait in lines. Okay. We go to the front of the fucking club. All right. But anyways, back to these line people. <laughs> um, so they're just awkwardly in line together, both of them with their friends. Janine is like shook. She's like, I just wanted to have a good time. I wanted to turn up. I don't want to have to be a teacher. And they go to the dance floor. I like that Gregory went up to her first because she was like, I am not trying to talk to these people. And Gregory went up to Janine and was like, he loves her. Okay. I'm sorry. He loves her. He notices everything about her. He knows her favorite movie. He noticed her part changing. He thinks she's fucking beautiful. But what do men love to do? Fuck with bad bitches that they know. Don't even mesh with them. You already had a bad bitch, Gregory. Things didn't go well. Why? Because she noticed that you were a, a broke boy. She didn't appreciate your awkwardness because women who is too fine like that won't a certain type of dude. Women who follow aesthetics want a nigga who follows aesthetics. You're not that nigga. You're an awkward black boy. Janine's an awkward black girl. Stop it. Because at this point, I've had it up to here. I had it up to here. I can't stand it. The fact that he is even fucking with this bad bitch, Amber. I'm like, what are you doing? We went through this already. They almost kissed y'all. And I was like, of course, I let them just yank my chain because I really yank my chain is that racist what is that a racist connotation what I, what, what anyways I was really letting them I don't know another uh, uh, saying I was really let they had me going okay they were leading me on because I thought they were gonna kiss I truly thought Janine and Gregory were gonna kiss I thought we were gonna finally get it and I knew they weren't gonna end up together but I thought it'd be like oh they kiss and that'll be awkward and then I would do really like each other but of course, Amber, his bad bitch sex, and he runs away, literally runs in the snow to go meet up with his bad bitch. And it's just, I'm sick of it because I am an awkward black girl. People, like I tell people all the time, my looks are at least interesting things about me because I am not really a bad bitch. I am an awkward black girl. Truly. I'm not saying that to garner compliments. I am actually awkward, goofy, and weird as fuck. I just got pretty after college. That's when people started telling me, oh, you're cute and all that because I was not cute the majority of my life. I was a quote unquote Janine, just like... My personality was my winning charm. So to see him be like, oh, I'm going to go with these bad bitches because it makes me feel good about myself and my ego. Shut up. Shut your ass up, Gregory. I'm sick of you. And lo, lo and behold, his friend swoops on in even after he told him because his friend is trifling. He told his friend not to talk to his coworkers. But oh, well, because you should have told your friend you have feelings for her. So his friend was like, first of all, his friend seems like an idiot. But going from Janine's ex, I guess it's to her not really a big deal. She just wanted some attention. She was just trying to hook up. So let's not make that a thing. If she ends up hooking up with his friend, that's on Gregory. 
Okay, and that's on period. Um, shout out to Ava because Ava at all times is the real, the real baddest bitch. Okay, she's a woman who knows her worth at all times. She ain't standing in no lines because I know that's right. As well as she had her a boyfriend the whole time, had a work husband. She don't give a damn, and just he. I was like, when this, when her boyfriend pulled up, he gonna be a celebrity, and of course he was because. Who would Ava be if she wasn't fucking with the baddest nigga as well? I just, oh, that episode just gripped me by my vagina. Okay. <sighs> All right. What else I've been watching? Uh, what have I been watching? What else? Uh, bitch, I'm being called. Yeah, don't call me him. The fuck? What have I been? What? Uh, hold on, y'all. I sort of forgot that I've been watching a show called Sort of on HBO. I'm not sure if I covered this last year because this was a show on HBO and it came back. It's so, so good. And if you have not heard of it right now, especially if you are a queer person or just like gender nonconforming, go or just thinking outside of the patriarchy and heteronormativity, okay? Just a free thinker. Go take your ass onto the good old HBO. If you ain't got... Uh, membership. Use one of your ex's accounts like I do. Okay. I don't pay for anything. I use all my ex's accounts on everything. And if my ex's are listening, why are you on my shit? And you better not change the password. Anyways, take your ass over to HBO. Get acquainted with this show because this show is life changing. This show has me. So let me tell you, I came from Texas. I am birds from the South, which means I am anti-black as fuck. Everyone is. Everyone's racist, anti-black heteronormativity if you're not unlearning you're complacent and you're learning the ways of the world which is toxic so I came from Texas a year ago and I still had a lot of heteronormativity I was trying to break down a lot of anti-black ways and this was one of the first times I watched a show and just saw human beings because before when I saw like queer men I always would think sexual I'd be like Think about sex or think about the fact that like, oh, they fucking other men and, and not think of it in a disgusting way, even if it excited me. I, my go to was to go to sex because of the way I've been taught about my own sexuality. When I thought about other women, it was always sexual and just like, oh, we're lesbians. Let's fuck. When it's like humans, just human. And we are all we are literally just humans and sexual identity does not. It does not correlate to sex. There's some queer people who are probably uh, I mean, who 100 percent are. um What's the word when you just don't even like sex? You just like, I can't think of the word right now. Uh, uh, asexual, asexual. Um, there's queer people who are asexual who like, I saw that show. It was a queer show on HBO as well. And it was like high school kids, but one of the girls didn't want to kiss. None of that. But she romanticized people and loved people. But she just, her name was Greta. And I can't remember the name of the show, but she honestly did not. She wasn't a sexual person. She's like, and the girl she liked was super, super sexual and they really liked each other. But asexuality is real. Some people just don't like sex like that. And that is healthy and normal as well. Um, but this show particularly made me stop thinking of queer people in such a sexual sense. It was just so beautiful the way this show is a masterpiece. It honestly has me crying all the time, but like tears of joy. It's not... It's a okay. So Sebi is South Asian, and they are coming to terms with their identity, their queerness. They are, were born a man, but they are very feminine, and it, it's just so beautiful because I've always thought that if someone is transitioning or like not gender conf, conf, 
gender non-conforming that they had to to like look very feminine their body has to be soft and they had to get the curves very much like angel on pose like you need to look like a woman to be a woman but this is someone who taught me like no and none of that shit matters you can just be a human being dress how you want to dress identify what you want to identify unless you identify as black and you're not black shut the fuck up but anyways um and it was so beautiful to watch them because even me sometimes I feel like when I am not curvy or I'm not thick I don't feel as feminine and beautiful especially because of the way people treat me and respond to me and I don't get as much validation when I am not as thick as people would like my body to be so to see someone's body be so beautiful and look so great in these dresses and these gowns I just this show just it's it's a moment it's everyone needs to watch it. it doesn't get enough I have never seen this show like publicized or given any type of <coughs> ugh, any type of sorry publicity at all like I don't see any promotions or anything for this show so literally Quincy told me about the show and it's thank goodness because the show is so spectacular and then Nova reminded me of it the other day and we watched it and it's just so good like the way that they are trying to come Sebi is Sabi sorry trying to come to terms with who they are and being the black sheep of their family but also being so liberated that it's changing dynamics of their family and the people around you because like I said when you start to change who you are and live your freest self it subconsciously gives people around you the the freedom to do the same honestly to be able to be like I see them doing this and I want to do things because Sabi's mom was like not okay with their change quote unquote and then all of a sudden just started to come around and realize that if I love my child I'm gonna have to be okay with whatever my child is doing I can't control that and then started to do things for themselves like was very much a housewife or like a mom who just did everything for her husband and stopped doing that shit then the husband started to realize I need to start caring for myself I can't just come home and say I'm hungry because men love to think they're a fourth child um and they just it's just such a beautiful show. It shows how like a lot of brown and black families or families just period trying to accept their queer children or not accepting them. A lot of them will just pretend it's not happening. And this show shows you that very well. It's like, I know you said this is what you're doing, but I don't care. I'm not listening anyway. And just it's right there in their face and they're completely ignoring it because Sabi's dad is continuing to say, when you get married, you make a great husband and just pretending like their child right in front of them is not feminine as hell wearing dresses and not conforming to masculinity at all um and it's just it oh man i, I want y'all to watch this so 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 badly i could go on and on so watch sort of okay i also have been watching the sex life of college girls I don't know how many times I'm going to say this, but Timothy Charlemagne's sister drives me fucking crazy. The way white people push white mediocrity, and I know this is Mindy Kaling, but when you've been socialized to be white because Mindy Kaling is still, her shows are very white-centered. You have two white girls on the show, one brown girl, and you yourself are brown, and then one black girl. But you have two white girls whose storyline you have put more effort into than anyone else's being real but timothy charlamagne's sister is not attractive in the least bit she is like such a basic ass white woman i don't give a fuck if y'all talk about white feminism or tell me i'm so wrong because y'all talk shit about black women all day and it just is facts invalid to y'all because it's like well if you ugly it's the truth this woman is not attractive and the fact that y'all give her the finest men in the world who just pine over her it just it's 
frustrating. Okay. It's frustrating. It's also frustrating how low-key racist the other white girl is, the blonde one, because she says stuff like, oh, well, blonde people don't have to go through that. I don't have to go through that because I'm blonde and pretty. And, you know, I want to be attracted to someone who's hot. And then her, the black girl's like, if you were to choose anyone in the group, it'd be me. And then she laughed so hard at her and was like, oh, it would definitely not be you. And then the brown girl's like, oh, it'd be me. And she's like, definitely wouldn't be you either. It'd be someone who looked like me, which is another white girl, blonde hair. So I have my critiques, but let me tell you, I can't stop watching this shit. It's like a fluff ass comedy that is just it's good to watch, but I'm in so far in my bubble of just being aware of racism and stuff and the power structure in the world and the patriarch and heteronormativity and and white supremacy that sometimes watching the show, I'm like, I forget that the world is so centered around whiteness because my world is not, okay? I can only do so much, but my world does not revolve around white people like this. So the fact that this, this is why black women producers, the shows be so much better and have so much more context because when it's POC, call me POC. I mean, call me black, bitch. Don't call me POC the fuck because women of color still do shit like this. Still center whiteness. Not all of them, but a lot of them. And this world are still upholding white supremacy because Mindy Kaling gave this beautiful brown girl this nerdy ass love interest. And it's like this brown girl is hot as fuck. And the actress, she is amazing. It doesn't matter how over-sexualized she is or how basic her script is. Her, the actress herself is the reason this part is so good. Like they did so good casting this girl. I love this girl. I wanted to be her friend in real life. She's the most interesting person to me on this show. And I like the black girl. I like her storyline. I like that she was fucking in the library and got caught by her ex. But the fact that they had her this perfect cute black couple and they just completely ditched him when they let that white girl spend the whole season on this on that that boy i'm just like why would y'all do this to us we were rooting for them and y'all took them to a black party and had him just gaslight her and dump her like that yeah she went through his phone but she had every reason to feel how she felt it was weird it was weird i got too many critiques 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 okay of that show but i'm gonna keep watching because the blonde girl is hot and the girl she's into is from first kill. They should have never canceled that show because that show is amazing, but she's hot as fuck and them lips are luscious. I'm going to, I, it's still structuring me to, to think these blonde white girls are cute because white supremacy in the world. Um, so I'm gonna keep watching. Yeah. Because all the side characters and the people of color in this show do it for me. They really do. It's good. Okay. This black woman's mom is a Senator and she'd be fucking up, but she'd be standing strong. All right. Well, uh, I watched Succession and I also watched um, Home Economics. And I fuck with them shows. I've been watching a lot of fluff shows. Home Economics is really fucking funny. It really is. The black woman on that show, the two, the black woman and the, the Latina, they really carry that show because it's really fucking funny. It would just be basic whites all around, but it's it's hilarious. So that's what I've been watching. Um, my micro of the week. We're going to shift on over. My micro of the week is the fact that the majority of y'all in this country, everyone really have what you have on the backs of black women. Right. And that's just racism, period. But my microaggression is the fact that y'all want to find every reason why Brittany Griner being released when she was already wrongfully detained and held captive in another fucking country. Y'all want that to be so fucked up that she got released. Y'all want to make every y'all want to find every reason why he traded a war criminal Vladimir Putin is a horrible person. Do you think us trading that one war criminal is going to be the reason why the world goes to shit? No, y'all just, 
y'all's lack of empathy is for black women is a huge microaggression. It's racist as fuck. But the microaggression is the fact that y'all want it to be every fucking reason. I saw the 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 biggest meme online right now is we traded a war criminal for Joanna man. Y'all love to talk shit about the same women who have fought for everyone's rights in this country. All the progress, any and every progress that has ever been made in this country. Guess who started it? Guess who's behind it? Black women. Every single movement, every fucking movement, queer, black, people of color, wage discrepancy, every single thing you can think of started with black women. Started with black women say, y'all got me fucked up. Y'all got the rest of the world fucked up. And y'all continue to just step on our fucking necks while exploiting our culture. Y'all love us and can't stand us at the same time. And I'm not going to spend too much time on this because we're not overshadowing the fact that Brittany Griner got released and y'all can all kiss my black ass, which is still too good for y'all, like I say every week. Um, and we're going to move right on over to my party favor. My party favor... I'm going to pass my party favor this week because I've been packaging these bags up and giving y'all the goods every fucking week. And I'm going to just step right over and let none other than Trevor Noah, no, Noah, Trevor Noah, who do I think I am? Trevor Noah, Trevor. Why is it a tongue twister? I'm going to let Trevor Noah say what the fuck he said on his last night of his show. Listen to this. I've often been credited with, you know, having these grand ideas of people like, oh, Trevor, you're so smart. And you're so, and then I'm, like, I'm like, who do you think teaches me? You know, who do you think has shaped me, nourished me, informed me? You know, from my mom, my grand, you know, my aunt, all these black women in my life. But then in America as well, if you, I always tell people, if you truly want to learn about America, talk to black women. Hmm. Yeah, because... Unlike everybody else, black women cannot afford to f around and find out. Hey, woman. Black people understand how hard it is when things go bad, especially in America, but any place where black people exist, whether it's Brazil, whether it's South Africa, wherever it is, when things go bad, black people know that it gets worse for them. But black women in particular, they know what shit is mm. genuinely people always be shocked they'll be like why do what, black women turn out the way they do in america why do they vote the way they, yeah because they know what happens if things do not go the way it should mm. they cannot afford to f around and find out and a woman, a to woman. black women who have taught me all of them i mean the scholars online the you know the authors everybody the roxanne gays the tressy mcmillan cottoms the you know i'll remember the names you know the zoe tamuzis the like brilliant brilliant women Speaking taking the time to inform me to educate me to argue with me, you know, the Tarana Burks who, you know, laughed with me, talking about everything from sexual assault to just what life is like. Yeah, man, I'll tell you now, do yourself a favor. You truly want to know what to do or how to do it, or maybe the best way or the most, the most equitable way, talk to black women. They are, they're a lot of the reason that I'm here, and so I'm grateful to them. I'm grateful to every single one of you. This has been an honor, thank you. Listen, I know that's right. I know you motherfucking right. I just want, and this is what I'm talking about. That's that's it. That's all I got to say. Um, don't know how Trevor Noah fucked around and found him a Dua Lipa after knowing all that about black women, but we gonna let him have it. All right, y'all. I'm out. Peace.